What up, nerds? Welcome to Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Podcast. This is episode 35. I am your LA nerd, Joel Reeves, and with me, as always, is Taylor Salen. Hey, we remembered the episode number. We did, and you have seen him multiple times on the podcast, Taylor's brother, Reed Salen. Yes, indeed, here, checking in with you. 35, not to be confused with 22. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually 26. 7.5 or 28.5? Yeah, the, the Stanley <laughs> episode. Um, I'm just going to get right into the special edition Sweet Smooth Jams. Taylor, roll them out. Waka, 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 waka. <laughs> You might have recognized that as the uh, Avengers theme, and it's kind of just what we've been listening to on repeat oh, man. all day. I it's took, just I took so that amazing. as a throwback to the uh, Waka and Chewbacca mix. Or waka Waka. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the intro, dude. That 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 that's what happens before the sweet smooth jams, unless we remember uh, forget, uh, which most of the time we do remember. But this episode, episode is too special to forget. Wow, dude, come on, it's it's the most special. Yeah. Uh, what have you done? What have you done since uh since the last podcast? You mean in the last week? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, just been just been hanging out, doing a lot of work. It's only been, been one week. It been doesn't very busy. Some somehow <laughs> I was able to write like fifteen Marvel retrospective pieces, like Fuck whole me. articles in a week. I don't know how that happened. It's but pretty uh, good. But this is a pretty epic feat. I'm still working on it. But uh, it's yeah, pretty just good. Been, just been for writing one yet. week. Yeah, just been writing. How have you been? Joel? It definitely hasn't been six weeks. <laughs> for sure, definitely not. And for Reed, it's de- it's definitely been a week. It's yeah. pretty solid, dude. Pretty. So I feel like I was in the uh, quantum time leap. And <laughs> yeah, you were in the quantum realm for a while. You were in the quantum realm for a while. It may just be me, but uh, this little piss hand over here, but. Uh, <laughs> I like how you went and did a actually YouTube video out of the article. So yeah. congrats, man. It's awesome. Yeah. Thanks. I don't know how I could have done that without uh without somebody shepherding uh my skills, so to speak. <laughs> you guys are fucking adorable. I know we are. <laughs> That's why we're brothers. <laughs> um I refurnished my apartment, which was cool. Yeah. Um I got a new couch. Yeah. And a new coffee table. And where did you go? did you go to IKEA for the for all this stuff? I went to Living Spaces. Oh, that was a, that, exactly that was a beautiful. A hey beautiful man, it's comfy as fuck. Yeah. Are it you happy? Are you happy with all your purchases? I am happy. It fits. It fits a lot of people for my uh, weekly Game of Thrones parties. There you so. go. And am yeah. I am I correct in saying that uh, that coffee table has been uh, multiple uses? Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's All right. fair. We'll fair to say. Right. Yeah. So, Reed, you're not a you're not a Game of Thrones fan, right? You haven't been catching up on Game of Thrones. I actually have not seen one episode, sir. Ooh. All right, rough. What the I mean, fuck? Don't judge me. I mean, this is like saying you've I never am currently judging you. This is like ne- saying you've never seen a, a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. You know what I mean? Um, Almost, in, in but not quite. I, I mean feel like there's a there's a double of distinction between well, HBO and cinematic movies. But oh, one hundred percent. But I'm, point, I'm saying point. In, in terms of popularity, you know what I mean? It's they're they're on equal playing fields as in in uh, in that respect right now. But I would say so. The funny thing yeah. for me is that I'm not really a Game of Thrones guy either. I've watched the first. Oh my God! Shame on both two. of you. I know, and that's what I'm getting <laughs> at. Is I can only shame him. So I'm over much. here throwing wild parties every Sunday night from all my closest friends that love Game of Thrones, and then you 
guys don't fucking watch Game of Thrones. Which I could wish I could be attending. I fucking, I fucking hate <laughs> Although you. Although I, I will say invite, I have Joel. heard of. I would not invite you because you don't watch the show. I know I don't believe the you. latest Game of Thrones battle scene has been the most biggest live action scene. Not that yet. That's the one that's is coming that this yeah. Sunday. Coming, right? yeah. Yeah. Is that accurate? Yeah. Well, I only s- I only say that just to compare to the you know the end game battle scene. Well, you only say it yeah, because you we'll read it. You didn't we know for stay sure. Spoiler free for now, though, for the people that right. haven't right. seen the film. Right. Exactly. But I I will so say, Joel. Uh, <laughs> am I kicked off the podcast now because no, I haven't seen it? Okay, all right. Read, read, just, no, read just wants to go to sleep. In. Yeah, just want to check. Read, in. you're fired. You can go to bed. <laughs> Reed just wants more. And, and I'm out. <laughs> in no, and Reed out. wants to go back to the Arrow Lodge Brewing and uh, find his his sweet magical princess. Ooh, <laughs> that, uh, sh- just, I'm just trying to shoot that arrow of love. Shout hey out to yo. the waitress, that are bartender that served sh- those sweet, sweet pours. <laughs> at Arrow Lodge Brewing. <laughs> Covina, California. Covina, <laughs> California. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, but on the tip of Game of Thrones, Joel, how have you been uh, yes. enjoying the season since Reed and I haven't been watching it? Obviously, want to keep it spoiler free, but uh, uh, have you been enjoying the final season, season eight Covina of Game of Thrones so far? I have been. It's yeah. been uh, a really long time coming, obviously, and I think that uh, the first episode was like, like fuck yeah, we're back. Okay. Right, and then the second episode, which was last week, was much more of a bottle episode, and I okay. re- and I and I really think it is because tomorrow's episode, or I guess it's today's episode, yeah, is really gonna fuck people in the ass. Yeah. I think every, I think a lot of people are gonna die, mm-hmm. and so last episode was really a character-driven episode. It was a lot of yeah. characters sitting around, mm-hmm. talking it's to each other, reminiscing about things. It's a lot of payoff to the setup. Right. right. Yeah. But that's the thing is Game of Thrones in the beginning was a very character driven show. Of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Especially I think in the first couple seasons. Exactly. And I think it kinda I think it kinda drifted away from that for a while. Yeah. And so last week's episode was very one hundred percent, not even ninety nine, one hundred percent character driven. There so wasn't any really any action. Yeah. It was like character driven and it was everybody kind of uh uh, uh commiserating yeah. about what's about to fucking so, happen so oh. would you say it's somewhat cathartic in, in, oh, in terms 100. of character yes like, yeah 100 that's good you see a little bit of Maisie williams side titty <laughs> which is like let me tell you you couldn't think she was hot in, because she was 12 yeah in, in the, the show yeah. in the very beginning yeah. because like you i mean she's 12 you <laughs> although, like, that's although disgusting. back in those times right Right, back in those times, <laughs> but making, like making medieval jokes over here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, she would have been my wife at that. Uh, I and, shall you know, court her. Right, yeah. but now, but now she's twenty-two years old. Yeah. So there's a lot of memes that I've seen that have, are really great of like uh, Maisie Williams like poking a dude on the train is one that I saw. Yeah. And then like the text uh, on her was uh, being a fan of or no, uh, so she's poking a dude on the train and the text over her body is. Uh, Maisie Williams side titty and then the dude that she's poking looks uncomfortable and the text over him is uh, having been a fan since the first season when she was 12 years old. Oh, <laughs> brutal. <laughs> I just feel like that would have been a line that existed back then is I shall court thee for thine sign titty. Yeah. <laughs> <Sign> titty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 100%. So, you know, it was like super weird for like her to have like her first sex scene on the show and you're like, yeah. oh my God, like it's it's perfectly legal now. Yeah. But it was definitely not legal when we first started watching the show. Yeah. Um I think I think no, I think Sophie Turner was also 
underage when she started the show. So, yeah. right. I'm not super familiar. Right, right. Yeah, but like yeah. most of the nude scenes you get on the show are like, oh, you know they're they're adult women yeah, and they've like been Millie adult Clark women. Or whoever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was super weird to be like, uh, what's happening right now? You're yeah, having sex. It's, it's a little bit. You can't have sex. You're a child. Oh wait, no, you're and not. And you think and you're like, yeah. oh, you're not. A, yeah, you're, it's, you're it's, not a child. It's been ten years. Yeah, exactly. Years or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yes, this next episode is supposed to be the longest recorded. Battle, it's that big battle that they spent like yeah. what, eight weeks or whatever shooting. I think it was like, a c- yeah, it was like two or three months. Yeah, and exactly. if I'm not mistaken, it's supposed to set the record for the most for the live longest battle. People, yeah, yeah live yeah, yeah, yeah. people used in a yep. real real yep, battle scene. Longer yeah. than uh, the, the Lord of the Rings, the, yeah, the um, battle uh, uh, Helm's Deep. Helm's Deep. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, right. And uh, two of those lines that you used actually remind me of the lines that I wanted to use. Uh, on the bartender, which was <laughs> long time coming, and fuck you in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Again, those were lines that were in my Bring head. Didn't actually make it out, but uh, they felt Jesus good at the Christ. And that gives you an idea of what kind of podcast this is going to be. Hey, we are nerd safe for work. 100%. Hey, oh. Nerd safe for work. Um, Planting those seeds. I. <laughs> I <laughs> tomorrow is going to be, I think, one of the best episodes. And there's still three or four episodes left. Yeah. So well I don't know what's going to happen. You know, you have to remember, though, with a lot of season finales, like, um, you know, it's it's not the actual finale itself, but it's, it's what it's comes after. It, well, no, it's the, the episodes that precede the finale that right. are really the climax and sort of the catharsis. And then everything, you know, that last two or epi- uh, one or two episodes are come down. In right, right, right. Respects. Like uh, uh, Breaking Bad was a perfect example of that. Um, and so I think, you know, obviously that it makes sense that, you know, it's, uh, how many episodes is this season? What, eight or is it six? I think it's six or seven. So if it's six, that's perfect. That's a, that's like, like a nice midpoint for that battle to happen. But I don't think it's six. I think it's and then seven. Everything, but even then, like there's so many characters in Game right. of Thrones that everything needs to resolve and, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, to, to, um, sort of come to a close. So. I mean, it seems from what you're saying that it's on a good track so far. What's it gonna What's it gonna take you, motherfuckers, to watch the show? Because to end because so this that is I can watch it all. But this is the most important weekend in like nerd history. There's no way, there's and you guys can't talk about it. There's no way that I can catch up on Game of Thrones by t- by by tonight. By the time that it, by the time that the, fina- this the finale. Is Taylor, I need you to watch uh, seven seasons of a show in the next twelve hours. Go. I mean, I watched uh, I watched five seasons of The Flash in about a month, so I can really do anything if I want to. But it's too. Did funny. you want to kill yourself after? Yeah, pretty much. But I I refused to watch all five seasons of Gotham when I had to start recapping that show because <laughs> I was like, fuck that. So I uh, re- <laughs> watched recaps of the first four seasons and what I missed, and then caught up on like the last. Uh, like a couple episodes. I know I was fucking here for that one night yeah, where I dude. Instagram storied it. Oh, dude, god damn it! The but show, the show, the finale was this week, by the way. I don't, I don't so care. So you but get the reveal of, of Gotham's Dark Knight at the end. The last, the last shot of the show oh, is. Did a he have the Batman suit? Yes. So what's interesting was it? Well, <laughs> was it a good suit? But then again, it wasn't. That was the Flash, <laughs> and not as dark. <laughs> That's true. It wasn't. Oh my god! It wasn't terrible. The interpretation of the Joker was fucking ridiculous. I so saw it. So you know it. when he fell in the I, bat and I saw, saw the picture? I saw the... It's ridiculous. Yeah, no. He he, the he looks like the he looks like the Jeepers Creepers guy. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Dude, perfect ex- explanation. No, I know. If you haven't seen I'm an the old Joker, horror fan. The, the Gotham Joker picture, 
Jeepers Creepers. Just fucking think of the Jeepers Creepers, dude. From that movie. Oh, you've never seen Jeepers Creepers? I have. I have. It's. It looks like that guy. And uh, I will say that terrifying. what's interesting about the Gotham finale is that the the whole question of the series was whether they're going to end on Batman, right? Right. Because that's well, they have that's to. The crux of the series. Right. The problem was is that they couldn't. They didn't have the rights to the character, so they didn't have the rights to Batman or the Joker. That's why they could never call Jeremiah, who he was in the show, the Joker. Right. Which they never do. In right. The right. Right. They never call Batman Batman, but he's dressed like Batman. So basically. Uh, Batman's in the final episode. It's a Batman-centric episode. And what happens the whole time is <laughs> basically a lot of the plot threads are closed down with an off-screen Batman. Jesus fucking Christ. So you see over-the-shoulder shots. With, there's a scene at the end of the, of the so series bad. when he's having like a cathartic moment with Catwoman. And he's in the background out of focus and you can barely see him. And they're hiding that moment for that's the final reveal of the show. So that's it's, terrible. it's kind of underwhelming. And obviously the show's underwritten because it was only 12 episodes and whatever. But it was uh, it was a somewhat, uh, you know, uh, terrible ending to a terrible show. So I'm not even going to respond to that because no. I don't know how we got onto the subject of fucking Gotham. I don't either. But that's what I've been watching. Yeah. yeah. Um, now that we're rolling. Yeah. Look. We are here for one reason and one reason only. Absolutely. You gosh damn right. Uh, it is the weekend of the Battle of Winterfell and one other thing only, and that is Avengers Endgame. The end of all games. Yep. 100%. So we have all seen Avengers Endgame. Yes. Two or three times now. Twice we've all seen at it the twice. Yeah. very least, back to back days. Yeah. It had to be done that 100%. way. Yeah. No other way. Yep. So we are here to talk about it. Uh, it is. I'm going to say we are 13 minutes into this podcast. We're going to start with uh, spoiler-free thoughts, very quick, and comments about thoughts. it. Hard to do. And then after that, we are going to yeah. dive right into an act by act uh, breakdown of the movie. We're going to talk about that. So. Uh, if you can. don't want spoilers, just sit here for a second, and then I would say maybe, maybe ten minutes from now, uh, rip the headphones out, throw them out the window, and kill yourself. Yep. For not seeing Endgame. Exactly. And hopefully, and hopefully we will joint. have uh, by the time the episode's posted, we will have some uh, some tags there, so you know exactly when we're going right. into spoilers. Yep. And either way, we'll be giving you an audio cue. So. Perfect. Who wants to start off first, though? Is the question. We d- we didn't really. Uh, dis- Discuss that. Uh, I mean, there's so much to say about. People that. hear our voices every single time. Yeah. So Reed, we'll start with you. Here we go. All right. Here we go. How'd you how'd you how'd you feel about the movie, buddy? All right. So spoiler free. I, f- I felt like Taylor would have been most appropriate to to start spoiler free because you know he's, he's <laughs> written an article that went spoiler free, but I'd I'll be happy to to give my best go. Yeah. And so. Uh, I it was a miraculous. It was a masterpiece to tie so many pieces together of of all the previous movies and so many plot lines and so many stories. It really, really was enjoyable piece of film to watch with even uh, broken amounts of comedy interlaid in between and also being short storylines so that it keeps your attention, which is a a, a popular method of film to do so that. Um, so you follow each storyline and then cutting away to another, you know, fifteen five to ten minute segment right. of film. Yeah. So uh just with that in time with that being said and tying all that together, it, you know, it really came out to be a, a miraculous piece of uh entertainment to, to watch. How did you feel sitting in the theater having seen 
21 other movies and knowing that this was the last I mean okay obviously Marvel's going to make more movies in the future but 21 movies and this is the culmination of everything what did that how did that make you feel well I think the better question is like sort of what is your also like what is your your uh, like uh, experience with the MCU you know what I mean right. because everybody's had a different experience so I mean can you speak a little bit to that maybe yeah yeah I'd be happy to and thank you for asking it's uh, it's quite uh, considerate of you guys so <laughs> So what I've seen You're here, way too what I've seen, nice. You're what too I've fucking here, polite. Yeah, fuck Can't you. <laughs> just ask a question. And Thank you, good gentlemen. Take so, more. So take another drink of your vodka. Okay, so Reed. I never followed as closely as you guys. I, I would see the yeah. movies, the Avengers, where I could follow up on like mo- uh, on flights where I'd catch up on on Marvel movies like right. yeah. and uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. You know, Ant Man two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't. Uh, I will say that I did not see Captain Marvel before I went to go see this movie. So that kind of yeah. gives you an idea of you know, hey, me not not staying up to date on them. Just a more so one casual fan, exactly. But so you could say you're a more casual fan. Yeah, right? you could say that. You could say that. Yeah. Um. So be going into it with that premise is that's something that I really, really um, enjoyed about this film is it just gave me the sense that that there's so much build up to this film and that like excitement that I could see it for every character, even, even, even though I've seen the majority of the films, mm-hmm. but if knowing that I, if I hadn't, they Marvel did such a good job taking care of all those aspects that I wouldn't yeah. feel trepidatious about going into the film. Had I not seen those and it held true to all those aspects that, yeah. that, that it brought such a great value to the screen. Well, I think especially in terms of like us have, I mean, I think it should be go, uh, it should be said that all of us saw Infinity War together too, which also. One, one year ago. Yeah, one today. year ago. And all three of us got really fucked up and saw Infinity War and that was really fun. We I don't know what you're talking about. We were less so. <laughs> I was uh, I was one hundred percent sober when watching Endgame. That was in Northern but California for Taylor's wedding. But so I think even out. even yeah. on that respect, like not, I was sober. <laughs> where all those uh, debatable? Where all those strawberry slushies at? Um, <laughs> alcohol slushies. Uh, <laughs> during a two and a half hour movie is not a good combination. I must. Add. We all we we all peed once and Reed fell asleep <laughs> twice. <laughs> during both movies. No, he only fell asleep once in this movie. But he fell asleep during both movies. Oh, yeah, uh, right, yeah, yeah, okay, right, right. Um, but uh, look at I the runtime. Look at the runtime. In My terms name. of what you're saying, <laughs> Reed, I, <laughs> I think that like even even in terms of uh, just paying off Infinity War, you know what I mean? It's it's a very like for a year later. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like even even for someone like you, who's I remember when we saw Infinity War, we kind of had to catch you up a little bit on the MCU. Right? Oh, we, we watched, watched a uh, recap. We watched video. like a recap video, yeah, yeah, like everything that's happened in every. Yeah, you know. yeah, right, right, right. And and that was really fun because you know it was um it was someone who's a little bit more of a casual fan, like we were saying for you going in, and I think that's it's like really cool to see somebody like you falling over the movie because um it makes hardcore fans like us feel you know much more um much more at least for me i don't know ever present about like the popularity of of, of what the a little the bit gravity a little bit validated you know maybe I think it validated but also the yeah. gravity of of the of the type of event that this movie is right you absolutely know? and i think there's no question to the, the popularity and the yeah. attention that this this film in particular has brought to the movie theater to the industry in general we saw that that was evident today. Is the I line mean, the line was backed out? The concession line, yeah. not only was double stacked to zigzag. Yeah, the concession pattern, line was almost as lo- like longer than the theater itself. It was yeah. backed up all the way to the entrance door of the theater. So yeah. I mean, that tells you right there. But uh, not not that I thought this couldn't be. Not that I thought this 
couldn't be done, but Endgame took it to infinity and beyond. <laughs> right. <laughs> to another Disney reference. Hey. Mouse house, baby. And Mouse house. And infinity. Mouse house. We're all going to be using Disney bucks. So, Joel, what are your uh, spoiler-free thoughts on this movie? I'm going to let you go first, Taylor. You want to let me go first? I'm going to okay. let you go first. I just have to say, you know, my, my history with the MCU is, is very uh, deep, and it's very much ingrained into who I am as a film buff and as a film fan and as, uh, you know, uh, hopefully, I mean, I, I consider myself a, fum- uh, a filmmaker, but oh, as absolutely. a future filmmaker as well, uh, Iron Man so. is very instrumental in 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 my transformation into the it's film not as a it's whole. not new information to the podcast that you for a very long period of time consistently watched the iron man oh my god i still watch behind it all the, the scenes time. there's yeah. a documentary on the iron man blu-ray that is amazing when we when when we live together it you is would, amazing it would just it, it would it would be on a loop in the living mm-hmm. room you'd and be I would just watching watch it, it all constantly. the time it is a goddamn clinic yeah. in, in filmmaking oh for if sure you've, if you if you ever want to get into filmmaking it, i believe it's called i am iron man it's a podcast it's a seven part documentary that's about two two and a half hours something like that start to finish development to completion of the film it's it's absolutely incredible two Insight and a half hours so you could watch it like six times in a day it, but the the amazing part about it is that was the birth of Marvel Studios. Right. And you get a fly on the wall approach that you've never gotten ever since then. Are they it, watching it that any or of listening to that because it's a podcast? It's 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 a documentary on okay. the Blu-ray. It's a two day it's the so right. it's so really on on the, the on second the disc. movie you would like watch it. Yeah, it's a, like a bonus documentary on the disc. But gotcha. it's you it's really hard to find now and you can find parts of it online. But I will say that, you know, when Iron Man came out, it was a huge, huge moment in my life and a transformative moment in my life in terms of appreciating and accepting cinema in a in a um, a profound way but also in in terms of you know sort of bringing entertainment value and it's just all the i mean yeah, there's we can't say anything that hasn't been said about iron man right but the journey of going from iron man to this film has been incredible and i think all of us can speak to the to the to the fact that that journey is a special one that only people who lived when we lived got to live through those movies, all those installments. Like that's it is that's something that's really it is very special, truly special, and something that people, comic fans in particular, have 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 dreamed about for decades and decades and decades. Yeah. And we were the people who got to live through that. So I think there's something to be said for that. And I mean, it's it's uh, it, like Reed said, it's a monumental achievement. Um, I mean, it's really hard to get into this movie without digging into spoilers, but I think that um, obviously I probably, as we'll uh, you know uncover, I have some problems with the movie. But I think, as in terms of being a cinematic achievement and something that uh, is probably n- a, a, cer- a certain bar has been raised that will probably never get reached again. You know what I mean? I think there's something to be said for what. Marvel and for what Kevin Feige in particular have done with this franchise, which for Reed, I don't know if you know who Kevin Feige is. He's the producer of Marvel Studios, and for those who don't know, he's the the guiding influence in this thing. And just to see it all come to fruition and to invest so much time into these characters and these movies and to, to have it pay off in such a profound way and such a satisfying way is just really, really monumental. And yes, I have problems with the movie. It's not perfect, but I no, think... No, no... 
No movie is perfect. No movie is perfect. Uh, 100%. I couldn't agree with that more. And so I think, you know, this, it just really, it's just really, it's the reason why we go to the movies. You know what I mean? This, this movie in a lot of, in a lot of ways epitomizes why we invest ourselves in cinema in the way we do. And in that respect, it, 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 it passes with flying colors. Yeah. Uh, that was very well said. I know. I'm sorry. I went on a little bit of tangent there, but it's no, just, no, it's that's such a okay. monumental, okay. you know, uh, thing. You scared you were going to cry too, then? I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not. Uh, surprisingly, I didn't cry through the movie. I got, I got a little emotional actually the second time, more so than I did the first time. We had Marvel properties as movies before the MCU existed. Mm-hmm. We had X Men. Mm-hmm. We had the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. We had Spider Man. And um, a lot of them were were good. Some of them were okay, and some of them were really, really bad. Indeed. And I, what, what, what I will always remember is uh, the first Iron Man movie mm-hmm. um, being a Marvel Studios movie. Yeah, I remember that it wasn't a Fox movie. It wasn't a Paramount movie. It wasn't a Sony movie. Mm-hmm. It was a Marvel Studios yeah. film. And I will always remember... Oh, God, I'm tearing up. I will always remember thinking, like... Like, especially after X3 was so bad. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man 3 was so bad. And Fantastic Four 2 was so bad. Yeah, Like, these studios aren't doing these characters properly. Mm-hmm. Because they don't care. They just want to make money. And I just remember seeing Iron Man for the first time and being like, these people care. This was made by fucking Marvel. This wasn't made by anybody else. This wasn't made by... I mean, now they're probably a money-grubbing studio, but you know what I mean? A little bit with the Disney influence. Right, right. But 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 back... they, they, They cared more about what they were doing than anybody else that had made their properties before. Yeah. And I will say that Iron Man is not my favorite Avenger. Mm-hmm. Iron Man 1 is not my favorite MCU movie. Mm-hmm. But it is the most special yeah. MCU movie. You can't movie. deny the impact of that. Film. 100%. It's hard not to respect that movie. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. It is. I just remember. Like, I just. The Marvel Studios. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I. Like, you can't. You can't deny that shit, especially when you walk out of that movie after having seen the uh, the inevitable Nick Fury cameo, and you're just like, "Oh shit, there's more to come." Exactly, like, this is, exactly. This is just the beginning. And the Stanley cameo, the first 100%. time you're like, yeah. "Wow, this you is have legit." The have origins <laughs> are there, you know. Yep. So I think um, I'm not going to talk about everything in between, but like yeah. that's the beginning, and like now we're at the end game, mm-hmm. and like um, when. At the end, I'll talk about like the spoiler part. I'll talk about how this isn't my favorite of the Marvel movies. Yeah, but it is the second most special Marvel movie. Yeah, like the first special Marvel movie is Iron Man, and yeah. the second most special movie is Endgame. One hundred percent. It's yeah. not my favorite, but is it the m- second most important movie they've ever made? One hundred percent. It is cathartic as they fuck. they have achieved something that no one, and that's bold. Yep. No one has ever achieved. 
No, it's 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 bold, but it's but that's Marvel Studios. That's yeah. what they've done. It's bold. They've not taken o- chances and they've been bold. Not they o- have not only is that Marvel Studios, but that's also Marvel Comics, which is what yeah. they did when their which comics is what came they, out. Which is Absolutely. what they inspired yeah. so many people, so many individuals to give them the strength, yeah. right, with these comics and what they put out to allow them to be those people and give them hope and and who yeah. they are. And I they've mean, achieved something so special that they have literally baited an entire other studio, <coughs> WB, <laughs> to want to copy them. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they have, this is something, like, I, Endgame will always be a special movie. Mm-hmm. They had, they, not only did they, because there are so many, and again, Spider-Man 3, Iron Man, okay, well, like, even, even in the MCU, Iron Man 3, uh, X Men Three, mm-hmm. these all have been f- let down. Yeah. These all fail to tie ends or 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 pay off things that they've set up. Or in Iron Man's cr- Three's case, change things completely from the comics. Uh, right, it just it don't make sense. And it's worth Endgame just literally worth. takes every single thing that they've, every little crumb that they've mm-hmm. dropped along the twenty-one movies. They're like. Yo, dude, you know what's at the end of those crumbs? A fucking giant sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> to Eat this shit bad, up. Yeah, dude. Like, 100%. Deluxe croissant. You show that up at the, the end. That is the best fucking analogy I've heard, <laughs> dude. I'm not. You at show all. up at the end, and I there's the it. biggest sub you've ever seen, and they're like, this is for you, dude. You Eat and this. You and everyone else that's come along <laughs> with you on this journey, you know? It's a, it's a 24 billion inch sub. Mm-hmm. Everyone can have some. I will say there were huge, huge expectations on this movie. 100%. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. And, and they fully, fully delivered. And they, if for, I'm, I'm sure for some people, they even managed to exceed those expectations. For me, it was fu- they fulfilled the expectations. They didn't exceed. I wasn't. There was nothing in this movie that I really like was. There were some surprising moments and some really fun uh, moments that weren't unveiled in the in the trailers, and I'm really glad that they held back on that stuff because that added to the joy of it for me. But this wasn't a r- uh, this movie was exactly what I wanted it to be. In other words, you know what I mean. I expected a conclusion to the MCU yeah. in a lot of different ways, and I think that the movie delivered on all of those aspects. I mean, you all just heard me. Uh, basically jerk this movie off. Mm-hmm. But I will admit, after all of that, that I... St- I okay, You're happy hey. to do that? <laughs> 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 I think I like Infinity War more than this movie. Interesting. That doesn't mean... I mean, I just I just told everybody how much I love this movie. Yeah. This movie is really well, good. It comes down it to It was the perfect preference. ending. It's not quality as much as perf- personal preference. I think it was a perfect ending to the series. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it's a perfect movie. Yeah. Infinity War for me did more for me. But yeah. I can see that. But if I'm that. just if I'm just looking at the point A to point B, yeah. and obviously there is a point A, B, C, D, E, you, you know, yeah. there's a whole alphabet. Yeah. Um, but if I'm just looking at the point A to point B, yeah. this is this is the fucking perfect ending. Not I to agree. stray too far from Endgame, but I'd love to hear a little bit more of how that, how Infinity War did that for you. Interesting. Yeah. See, I see. I Once we get into the spoilers, yes, exactly. I can, I, I can 100%. Say, I, I, just okay. to, just for spoiler free people, yeah. I, I can, I, I, I agree. I do think Infinity War is me. It's kind of tough to say because 
the thing with Infinity War and Endgame is they're basically one movie, right? So it's kind of I think I think I think that's what I texted you. Exactly. I said if this had been one long five-hour movie, it is one. I wouldn't have complained, Joel. But because yeah, I know that's but what it was written as. I yeah. understand, but it. But I. But I waited a year. Yeah, one hundred percent. No, which I totally. Right. Yeah. Well, if and, this and had be- been one long five-hour movie, I wouldn't have been able to differentiate the two, and it yeah. would have been perfect. Yeah. But because I had to wait one year to see both of these movies. I have a love for one of them oh, over the 100%. other. It's a natural, 100%. It's a natural yeah. progression. Yeah. I think I leaned over and I told you during Endgame that the beginning of Endgame oh, could have yeah. been the, the, the end, the of, end Infinity of Infinity War. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Naturally, yeah. it goes right into it. Yep. You and I you and I talked a lot during this movie. <laughs> yeah, we did watch it together for yeah. the audience. <laughs> out there. Yeah. Um, so overall... Uh, I think we should. I mean, rate anything it. else we want to say? Do we want to rate it? What would you rate? No, this I mean, movie? I um, I jerked of, off all over this movie out of five. Already. You can you can use point fives. You can. I mean, I'm gonna do out of ten. So you yeah, you can do we'll it out of ten out if out you 10. want. I do out of five. So it's hard for me not to give this movie a anything less than a. Jeez, Louise, a. It's hard for me not to give it anything less than a like a nine point eight. I'm I'm gonna give you a range because yeah. you know it makes you feel so many different ways. Of course. It's hard <laughs> for me to give it less than a anywhere from a nine point five to a nine point eight out of ten. Yeah, I think that's, that's appropriate. I, that's why I say that. I think that's appropriate. Yeah. yeah. What do you say, Joel? <sighs> uh, I wish I had gone back and listened to what I said about Infinity War. <laughs> I probably said I probably said ten out of ten for Infinity yeah, War. Yeah, I I, f- I feel like you were pretty high on that movie, especially because the Spider Man influence too. Like I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. I mean, I know you're excited for Spider Man. I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe that's why you love Infinity War more. This, uh, he, but but here's here's the thing. Based on what it did for the MCU, uh, legacy. Yeah. I would still give Endgame a solid nine, like nine nine out of ten. Yeah, I think that's appropriate. I gave it a, I gave it a four and a half out of five. Okay, but I think that's about on par with what you're giving it. I, I almost I almost said nine point five. I think that's. I mean, that's but I feel but I feel like there's a point five of issues that I have with no. it. So I'm gonna say so I'm gonna say like a nine out of ten. But but wouldn't that be the point five? No, no, I have give it the ten out of ten. No, I have two. I have two point five. Okay, there's some stuff in the movie that's a little bit. But a nine, a a nine out of ten is fucking solid. One hundred percent. And I think despite all those little nitpicky things that we'll get into, I think the movie makes you feel a certain way, which is kind of what we've been talking about, what we've been speaking to, and I think that trumps like all those little things. Like I rephrase that, please. That uh, <laughs> overpowers. There, yeah, there you go. The, uh, the, uh, <laughs> we don't use that word here. Uh, and um, I do, I do want to say, yeah, I do want to say that it, it it does hit on so many levels as far as emotional, as far as like if you're good. a girl, as far as if you're looking for the superhero, if you want the guy action, if you There's want the comedy from every mm-hmm. every level of like. Mo- it film and a lot of making. different demographics and like certain uh, like points and levels. I mean, I- there's a lot for everyone to enjoy in this movie, right? Is what you're trying to say? Yeah, yeah. 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 I couldn't agree with that more. So, with that said, uh, I guess we're jumping into spoilers. It's time for spoilers. Mm, that sexy spring action. I just fucked. I like tried. I like tried to lean back, and my headphones are connected to the mixer, so I just like. 
Yeah, and the fucking cord. This is why we need wireless headphones, but we're too cute for that. Uh, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> inside, two inside baseball. Um, so where do we start off with this movie? Fuck, dude. Uh, fucking the beat by beat, dude. All right. Okay. Well, okay. I mean, I'll this we're only off. we're only we're I'm only thirty five minutes in. We got like an hour and a half yeah, left. We've got at least an hour. I'm gonna and a half start to us kill. off with uh, Tony Stark in space and the foreshadowing that it does for the rest of the movie. Okay. Being frail, yeah. fragile, sick, and uh, we'll start there. It is. It is a lot. What we saw in the trailer of him being lost in space, mm-hmm. and I think here's here's the thing is like I think this is actually one of. Um, Throughout throughout the last year or so, we on this podcast have made a lot of predictions from the trailers, mm-hmm. and I think this is one of the only times that we actually may have gotten it right. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. He's lost in space. We thought, hey, Captain Marvel probably saves him, mm-hmm. right? But we're like, that's too easy. But that's what happened. That's ac- and absolutely right. what happened. And it's like I feel like that's probably one of the only times that we were actually right on what we guessed. So yeah, Tony and Nebula. On this podcast, yes. Yeah, right. Tony and Nebula are lost in space. He's recording sappy messages to Pepper mm-hmm. Potts, yep. and he's like, "I love you." I'm. We have no food. Oxygen is on the low side. Low key, gonna die. <laughs> um. And they're playing foo- uh, f- uh, foosball paper, or paper, whatever. Oh, paper they're football. playing fucking paper, paper football. football. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and I really love, I just have to say, I really love their interaction in that moment because <laughs> Nebula's like the blue meanie or whatever well, he calls her. And yep. it's just, you know, it's a great Tony, moment. Tony tells her, like, coaching her. Yeah. You win. Yeah. And that's probably the first time she's gotten, like, positive validation from mm-hmm. anybody. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why it's such a great moment because she's just so not used to hearing someone tell her that and it's 100 such or a winning. weird relationship for her, for her because she's never had anything like that so it's i think those that that character pairing is really interesting but and it comes off that way she's kind of shocked when he tells her that it's like she doesn't know how to react i don't even think she says anything yeah yeah but it's it's played well uh they almost die mm-hmm. she for some i for some reason she puts like tony in like the seat like 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 yeah, the captain of like chair. puts him to bed a little bit. But like in in like the driver's seat of the spaceship. Yeah. And then he's you the know, he's like, Oh, it's the so Benatar, fucking I so fucking it yeah. Oh, yeah. it's so fucking bright outside. And uh <laughs> it's Captain Marvel. It's Captain Marvel. Yeah. And uh literally the very next scene is I think one thing we really need to talk about because uh, We got it terribly wrong. In all of the trailers, <laughs> we know for a fact that the Russo brothers manipulate the trailers. Oh, 100%. And there, there is no doubt they did right. that. So in one of the s- – or in, in, in a few of the spots, it's the Avengers coming out onto the lawn of the Avengers compound, and it's Cap – Rhodey, mm-hmm. Ruffalo, it's a big, and like, like Scarlett Johansson in the trailer, but it's right. actually a five shot. In and the there's movie. well, here's the thing: is like there's a gap between Mark Ruffalo and Rhodey, right? And you think like, oh, obviously they, uh, they like rotoscope someone out of that of that. Yeah, there's a huge obviously someone there in that shot. Yeah, but then it doesn't even end up that there's someone in that spot. Yeah, because the camera pans out. And then, and then it's just pops up, pops yeah. up, 
and then it's fucking pepper pots. Yep. And we were just we, like, n- nobody, nobody guessed that on this. Yeah. We had guessed Captain Marvel. We had guessed fucking Ant Man. Mm-hmm. We had guessed fucking Thor. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, I think anybody thought anybody else except for fucking Pepper Potts. Yeah. Also, that was like the last choice. Yeah. yeah. It also <laughs> looked. It it also looked like the gap was because there was someone standing between them, but it was because of the perspective of when they panned back. Yeah. Her yeah, face was the in the foreground yeah, yeah, yeah. between them. Yeah. So like it was very good misdirection. Yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, no one was right. Yeah, yeah, we were wrong. And then I think even before that, I think the thing we forgot to mention too was the opening sequence with um with Hawkeye, and that really sets the tone oh, in terms of right. in terms of yep. framing the uh, the the people call it the snap or the snapping. Yeah, I think the official title for it deemed by Marvel is the dusting, the decimation. Oh, the decimation, the okay. decimation, which people call it the dusting too. But right. disappearing. For 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 sake of the podcast, I think decimation is 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 okay. appropriate. Can we talk about? And this is my first nitpick. Yeah. Again, not a major problem. I will talk about a major problem at the end. Yeah. But this is the first minor nitpick from the get go. Oh yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing: you can you can hear a nitpick from me, and it's not a bad thing. Once I start talking about major issues, yeah. then it's a bad thing. A nitpick is just like me being like a nerd. Yeah. Um. So the nitpick is, uh, it was randomly fifty percent of the Earth's population, mm-hmm. right? But it was randomly his entire family. Yeah. It was his daughter, I mean, his two sons, and his wife. All right. All right. So I what are the odds that happens? I think yeah. that's. I think that's like one of those conveniences that I can look over. Like I think I think that's I think it I yeah. think it's one. Of I'm the not good at math, but statistically, that's not right. I didn't look too deeply into that myself, just because I mean, I look back and I see yeah. okay, Tony Stark's family fully made it. Yeah, I mean, more than half, more than half the Guardians. No, not squad. his full family. Pepper Potts survived. Then he fucking made a child, which is yeah. a spoiler for way later in the movie. Which yeah. is his whole family, including John Favreau, I guess. Yeah, happy, right? Really okay, all survived though. But I think, uh, I think. I don't worry as much about that odds game, especially because when, especially in like Infinity War, they like half the Guardians go away, and like That's only true. certain members That's of true. like That's you know true. what I mean. Like it's just it's 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 one of those conveniences that right. like, uh, like whatever raises the stakes for the plot like is is best in terms of like yeah. you know who gets dusted, which I appreciate because at the end of the day, like this is the kind of movie that it's like all right, you need to play that kind of game. You know what I mean? Where it's like you only there's so many characters to incorporate and so many characters to play with that you you sort of have to be strategic about who you oh, use. Oh, sure. And, and especially the way that the Infinity War uses some of the newer characters and then this movie, I think which we talked about when we talked about Infinity War, but this movie fo- focuses on the like sort of core six original members. You know right. What I mean? Yeah, and speaking of strategy, it did allow it to transition, like we talked about, right, from from in the end of Infinity War into this movie, and to see how that how he perceived that, how he took that experience of the decimation yeah. that you referenced. Um, and as also, I noticed it was the first reference to to him using Hawkeye, calling his daughter that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the first Hawkeye nod in the. Yeah, it was great. Yep. So no, and I I think you're right in terms of like framing his experience of how that happened. Just like in Ant Man versus the Wasp, uh, or Ant Man and the Wasp, 
how that post credit scene framed their experience. Ant Man versus happened. the Wasp would have been yeah, a very I, different movie. That would have been a pretty sweet movie, actually. <laughs> um, but so moving back to the plot, um, so what do you call it? Uh, Captain Marvel comes and saves Iron Man and Nebula. She brings him back to Earth. Pepper Potts comes. Pepper Potts was shot. the was what we what we all got wrong. Yep. And then we have the big. Uh, well, hang on. I want to talk about how when he lands. Yeah. And he comes. Okay, so here here's actually one of my – it's going to be larger than a nitpick but smaller than a major problem. Yeah. So uh, Tony comes out of the ship, right? Yeah. Cap, like, hugs him. Yeah. And Cap's like, I couldn't beat him. Mm-hmm. And Tony's like, neither could no, I. I'm sorry. Yeah. Tony says, I yeah. couldn't beat him. And Cap says, neither could I. Yeah. Because they both battled him, right? Mm-hmm. So they didn't so fight him together. Right. Yeah. But immediately right there, they're on the same page. Yep. Right. They're friends. Yeah. Tony says, I lost the kid. Yeah. Cap says, Tony, we lost. Right. So still, mm-hmm. they're on the same page. Yeah. Right. Then, hard cut to the scene where they're talking about. Where they're figuring out what to do. Where they're yeah. figuring out what to do. And they're like, he. Here's when he used the stones. Mm-hmm. Here's when he used the stones again. Mm-hmm. We should go fuck him up, right? Yeah. So there's a big, like, war plan scene, yeah. right? Then Tony goes on this fucking rampage where he's like... He gets all mad. At, he gets yeah. mad at Cap and he says, I needed you. And he starts to blame Cap. Yeah, which is a little bit bullshit. And, uh, and like, this is going to tie back just because yeah. you know I'm mad about... I had an Instagram story... Where I asked, like, who would you want to survive more, Cap Mm -hmm. or Iron Man? And Iron Man won by, like, a considerable amount. Like, does nobody remember Civil War Mm -hmm. when Iron Man was a fucking douchebag? Yeah. So, Iron Man, so Tony tells Cap, I needed you. He basically says, this is your fault. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure you're the one that fucked everything up. Yeah, who like you're the one that this. made Cap a fucking criminal. Yeah. So you needed him. Yeah, it's a little bit. It's a little. I. It's I. It's it's a. It's contrivance in terms of like creating conflict between the two. Like a like a, a conflict to push them towards the point where they resolve things. No, for sure. You know what I mean, but, but the fact that he just comes back. Yeah. They kind of. It's a little they, bit. They like, have a moment when he comes off the ship, and then he says. I needed you, and I'm like, bitch, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're the one that fucked yeah, up. Yeah, it kind of, it kind of, it's a little bit of a logical ge- like leap, but at the same time, I appreciate it because I would rather see them go and do what they do and go after Thanos as opposed to just sitting there and like bitching about the. Oh, I understand yeah. why he says it because then yeah. he goes on to say, "I said we needed an iron shield around yeah, the world." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was basically trying to reiterate why they needed the. Sokovia, yeah, exactly. or the yeah. Sarkovia, or whatever Sokovia the fuck Accords, it is. Yeah. Sokovia Accords. Yeah. He was basically trying to reiterate that, but the fact that he, the fact that he told Cap that he failed him, I was like, bro, you're the one that fucked up. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, well, it's, how I mean, it's dare typical, you? Typical Tony Stark. You yeah. know what I mean? So it makes sense. Reed, and, are you Team Iron Man or Team sh- Cap? I it's gotta far. be. I, I mean, as optimistic as Captain America is, it's, it, I have to go Team Cap. I mean, can he do any wrong? No. Right. Thank and you. And I think, I think to be honest, and the I Team Cap versus Team Iron Man, is, it's a little bit past that in terms nope. of like the universe. <laughs> <laughs> right. I no, will, I, I will real, never be past that. Real quick shout out to Tony Stark, who was scrawny as hell in that intro scene to 
Yeah. Build him back up pretty well. Digitally. That, that, that must not have been e- Was that digitally enhanced? Oh, he sure was, was digitally. He was all like no nutrition. He, yeah, he yeah, looked all malnutrition. Yeah. 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 I was like, yeah. either that was really good planning and dieting or. <laughs> or editing. He's not Christian Bale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they 100% digitally did that. Okay. Well, job well done that yeah. way, I guess. But it worked, right? Yeah. It was effective. So um, essentially, they. Iron Man throws a fit. It kind of has like a like man, a man, panic attack. Man, 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 man. It's n- it's your fault. And he rips the RT and stuff off. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, they figure out that Thanos has used the stones again. Mm-hmm. So he used them for the snapping, mm-hmm. the decimation. Yes. Then apparently he's used them again. Yeah. So they say, let's just go fucking get them back. And Captain Marvel is like, I'm going to go fuck some shit up. Mm-hmm. You didn't have me. With less words, she said, I'm going to go fuck some shit up. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Pretty much, with dude. Thor jumping in saying, I'm not going to fail again. Yeah. yeah. Thor being like, all right, you have my approval to go fuck some shit up. Basically. Let's <laughs> go fuck <laughs> some shit up. Yeah. And also using the assistance of Nebula, who without yeah. her, they wouldn't have known. Yep. 100%. Oh, I'm sorry. Our good friend, Karen Gillan. Uh... <laughs> Um, people at the bar didn't believe me. We're going way too slow. I think we're going like minute by minute, not like. Yeah. So the yes. garden, the garden, right? The garden. So like Nebula's like, yo, he's at this fucking garden, and then so like, let's just fucking jump. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thanos is at this garden. He's like picking these weird like prickly pear fruits straight from the comics, dude. They that is like some shit yeah. straight. They, they from look the like comics. the durian fruit, which is an Asian fruit. In case you guys have seen it, right? It has that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, for it's sure. Like a like a. Like Jack a prickly Root. pear. Yeah, Jack Jack yeah, 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 yeah. And so they, like, follow. Fucking Captain Marvel comes in fucking hot, yep. right? Fucking heats him up. Fucking shit. And then fucking oh. Rhodes comes up, grabs his arm. Then uh, actually, Hulk actually, there. actually, that's Hulk the that's Buster. the Mark. Yeah. Oh, Hulk, no, that's Mark the Hulkbuster. Yeah. Hulk right, right. But Rhodes right. is there, Through too. the fire, yeah. just as hot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And then so like, they and then they fucking they have his other arm. And then mm-hmm. Captain America walks in like, I don't what really. What up, I don't. I don't need to do the work because I'm Captain America. <laughs> yeah. I'm the leader. Of After the team. Thor uses Stormbreaker to cut off the gauntlet. Right? Yes. Oh right, yeah. He comes in, chops his hand off. Yep. Should have gone then for the head. They have this w- like this conversation. I used the stones yeah. to destroy and the they, stones, which is kind of a little bit of a contrivance in itself. But I see why they did it because right. it couldn't have. Which was a little like Inception. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. how they found. <laughs> well, but that's how they found him. Like, yeah, they the surge they from the stones. they tracked yeah. the 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 Power the surge. magical yeah the surge of the stones. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I destroyed them. Like he's lying. And then Nebula's like, he's a lot of things. He's mm-hmm. but he's not a liar. Which I one hundred percent believe that. Well, oh right. yeah, that for sure. Very, he wouldn't lie about anything. Yeah. And then Thor, r- ridden by guilt, um. <laughs> just chops his fucking head off. Yeah. And that's the end of Infinity War. <laughs> the end the podcast is over. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's literally the end of Infinity after War. The line, after yeah. the line, right? I am I am inevitable. Inevitable. Yeah. And so Thor chops his head off and then literally just walks out of the building. Yep. And then we In, fade into to a, a hazy uh, fog. Yep. Here's the first surprise for me. This was not a surprise for me. Five years later. I expected it. I, I was like, well, that's a people, long time. Some people, some yeah, people dude, you can. All right. Just for the record, superherohype.com. 
I did a prediction of the five Avengers in game theories that I thought were going to come true. About three or four of those five were correct. Okay. So, and one of those was there's going to be a significant time jump in this movie. Fair. So I was, I, I was, I, to be honest, I was expecting maybe like two or three years. Five years, like you said, was a little bit more, but it, it was works. a lot. It, it, that's the only way you can explore the ramifications of what Thanos did yeah. going that far forward in time. So it makes sense. They come back from five years and we get a uh, support group mm-hmm. that uh, this is the first of three director cameos. Yep. Uh, it's Joe Russo. Yep. Playing the first openly gay character in the MCU nonetheless. Which is important, but is it's it? a little bit... It, yeah, he says he was dating a guy in, in the scene. No, but is that the first openly I'm gay? And is that important? Pretty sure. <laughs> it, the problem is, is it's it's a little bit of a throwaway reference. Like, I feel like if you were going to have an openly gay character in the movie, you sh- it should be someone a little bit more prominent. But I'm not right. one to speak at that because, you know, that's... Anyway, so Caps... Yeah, there's also there's also the, the guy who created Thanos who's also played a cameo in yeah. the bald gentleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the Jim Starlin, I believe. Yep, yep, yep. Right. So Cap, Caps got a support group, and he's, like, you find, like... I mean, you've heard in all the trailers, like, some people move on, mm-hmm. but not us. Yep. But he is there lying to people, like, hey, man, we have to move on. This is what we have to do. Yep. He's trying to get other people to move on when he himself has not moved on. If Thanos does, if Thanos doesn't lie, I don't think Captain America can lie. Hey, apparently he can. He according to the so- support group, you made him believe it, even though you know he wasn't believing it. He kind of did, though. I mean, yeah, I hear what you're saying. That's the beauty like of that scene: is he's preaching that shit, but the Cap doesn't believe a word of what he's saying. Oh, for sure, he hasn't moved on, and that's what I love about that scene. There's it's some really almost it's almost like he's accepted that. Oh, fact that's of the on it's the inevitability like of it. Yeah, yeah. 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 I am inevitable. <laughs> I mean, pretty much, pretty much. Right after that, we get to uh, Cap goes back to Avengers headquarters. Well, before that, we see the Scott Lang montage where he wakes up. Right. I'll, 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 do, yeah. this I'll do this. some random we random rap movement. We, yeah, we. I without know, that, that would have never happened. Some super convenient rap movement because without that rap, the plot wouldn't have taken place because Scott wouldn't have come out and suggested the, ta- the quantum realm stuff. Correct. Which I think is, r- I to be honest, I think they did that on purpose to kind of poke fun at, you know, the contrivance of like literally a rap being at responsible Mickey Mouse? for the defeat at of Mickey Thanos. Mouse, maybe? So we have the whole Scott Lang waking up, and then he finds Cassie, who's you know of course older now. Right, and the rat, the rat brings him back from the quantum realm. Yeah. And then we go to the uh, to the sequence where Cap visits Black Widow, and that's where we see that uh, before he arrives, that she's speaking with all the surviving members of the Avengers, essentially. Yeah, right. they are all out in separate parts of the universe, mm-hmm. fighting separate parts of. They don't say. But they're, they're just they're being they're Avengers they're out. They're taking care of shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're policing the world. I think so it's uh, Rocket and Nebula are together. Mm-hmm. And then it was uh, Captain Marvel was alone. Which Brody was alone. By the way, can we see a Rocket and Nebula show? Right? That'd be that would be like a Black great Panther's uh, female leader. Uh, Okoye. Okoye. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we was there. I call her Michonne. <laughs> yeah, Michonne. <laughs> From The Walking Dead. Yep. And then you had, yeah, you had Captain Guerrero. Marvel, and then you had, uh, I think that was it, right? I think yeah. you got everybody. Yeah. Else. 
And then uh, R- they all leave, and Rhodey is the last one. Uh, of course, on it's the like a telegram. screen. Yeah, it's a telegram appearance that they're on. Yeah, yeah. He kind of gives her the first inkling that like, yo, Clint's out there. Clint being Hawkeye is out there, like fucking some shit. Up. He's, he's going all Ronin and shit he's on there. All Ronin and shit. I believe bro. his line was, "To be honest, I don't think I want to find him." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> he said he found a bunch of dead federales, and he yeah. was like, "In Mexico." And she was like, "Where is it?" And he's like, "I don't know, but I don't know if I want to know." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then at that point, uh, Cap shows up. Yep. Yep. In and that's when shit yeah. starts to get real. Yeah, that's where Black Widow threatened to hammer him over the head with the peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> or did Scott uh, contend to eat it? Yeah, no. Th- so that's <laughs> when fucking Ant Man shows like, I'm up. Really hungry. <laughs> <laughs> that's from the trailer. Like, is this an old message? Yeah. This is from the front gate, mm-hmm. and that's when uh, time travel really starts to like come into the movie. Yeah. Um, That's really when I think stunning surprise number one in the movie is when Scott shows up. Yeah, he's like... It's like a clear act break. Right. He's like, I was only gone for five hours. Yeah. It was five years. And he was like, what? Is this an appropriate time to ask the audience, uh, have you guys ever studied quantum physics? (laughs) (laughs) If anybody studied quantum... (laughs) If anyone has studied quantum physics, let us know. Just to make conversation. Yeah. (laughs) So he brings up the point of time travel and they say, let's go talk to someone that would really really know about quantum physics and that would be sir tony stark mm-hmm. so they show up at his newly built beautiful lakeside cabin <laughs> he has a daughter mm-hmm. which which was uh, foreshadowed in the beginning of infinity war right with his uh, vision or dream or whatever right. he was talking about yeah. he's he him and him and pepper and the daughter live on this Beautiful lakeside cabin. Mm-hmm. Real nice, quiet life compared to what Tony Re- was real used great. to before. And they basically just, there's no hi, hello. They're like, yo, dog, this is what we want to do. Mm-hmm. And he basically straight up says, there's a chance. it's not possible. Mm-hmm. Scott says, if there's any chance, and he goes, no. Or he's like, he's like, there's no chance if you, and he cuts him off. He's like, there's no chance. And this I'm is not, I'm not going to do it. This is, of course, where the back to the future reference comes into play as well. Right. Because they're talking about time travel and yep. the idea of, uh, you know, the way movie uh, movies, at least in its sense, back to the future have portrayed things. Right. Um, in terms of like, you know, if you change the timeline, your former like I- right, if you right, change right. the timeline in the present and the past will change as well, which in uh, Endgame does a l- uh, things a little bit differently, which I appreciate. I think this is one of the best things that Endgame does this scene when Tony has always been the most selfish human being Mm -hmm. in the world Mm -hmm. in the universe maybe and he is the one that maybe lost the least he has okay so his team lost he got his fucking ass hammered Mm -hmm. by Thanos Right, so like he, he lost, but his wife, mm-hmm. he's got a daughter, he has a life. Yep. A lot of people, normal life, happy. A lot of people don't have that. Tony came out on top mm-hmm. after getting his ass kicked. Yep. So when they ask him, we want to try to fight Thanos again, <laughs> he's like, "Fuck no! Why yeah. would I do that? I got a wife, I got a daughter. 
I'm set. I'm set, yeah. dude. Yeah. Like, I already got every day of dinner plans. You guys want to join? Yeah, <laughs> pretty <laughs> much. Right. So he basically tells them to fuck off, and they yeah. and they fuck off. Yeah. And that's another great thing. I'm glad you point that out. It's another great thing that Marvel does is that they they not only do they not avoid subjects, say the issue of time travel. They address it. They address it well, but they also go into it further and take on other aspects. Like they reference Back to the Future. They reference Hot Tub Time Machine. They go beyond what's required into like diving straight into an issue. Yeah, if that makes sense. Well, you know, both like both both in terms of references, but as well as like emotionally too. What like Joel's kind of talking about. I think you you hit the nail on on the head in terms of that because it's like that's a super um, tricky uh, issue super to navigate. It is, but it's a super telling moment for Tony as well. You know what I mean? In terms of where he's like, I'm done with that. You know, yeah. like I've, I've moved. I'm, I'm, I'm past that. I mean, I like think it's a great because he got fucked. Yeah. In Infinity War, he got fucked the most. And he came perhaps. out. Iron Man, pretty fucking yeah. fairly. Iron Man, he got came out up in Infinity War, and he ca- and he, he and he came out Infinity well. War. And then almost died in Endgame, and then <laughs> died in Endgame. Sorry, spoilers. Oh, we're not there yet. Oh, we're not. But he came out. He came out much better than everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Agreed. Especially after the decimation and all that stuff, right? So you could argue he had the most to give up too. I mean, he had built up the most, which makes kind of makes sense because he's the first one, started yeah. everything. Yeah, he had the really most to lose. Right. Yeah. Right. One hundred percent. Which continues. So, so, so when Tony so says, "No, I'm not going to help you." Who do who they is, go to next? Who is who is the next smartest person in 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 the MCU? That's gonna be Bruce Banner, Professor Fucking Hulk, motherfucker. This is We've the been first waiting for it, and it finally fucking happened. This is the first time we see Professor Hulk, oh which is God. which is the and amalgamation of the savageness of Big Buff Hulk mm-hmm. and the big ass brain of Bruce Banner. Meet one human, all compiled into body. one perfect amalgamation. So Calm, it's a giant, burly body. Yep. So it's and giant Hulk, who can speak perfect uh, Mark Ruffalo English, mm-hmm. but can also eat ten gallon eggs and and so twenty eight hundred pancakes, eight hundred twenty foot pancakes. Yeah, right. I appreciated that breakfast platter at the table. Dude, that was awesome. Yeah, I was yeah, like, that, yes, that sounds like something you, I would eat. Thank you. But I also Reed definitely needs that food right I now. I also love the aspect of too, like that he's kind of a celebrity. You know, like they like right. But he's he's a celebrity, but he's like, hey guys, like want a picture? And he's like super sociable. That's and one he's not thing. That, like, the scientific. He's celebrity. a control. Like, right. ah, they just totally nailed it. That's one man. thing that we guessed pretty early on. Actually, that was right. It's like we all knew, like it's gonna be Professor Hulk. Yeah, like even though they, the they fact that he couldn't get Hulk to come out in Infinity War, we were yeah. like he's gonna make peace with Hulk. I'm yeah. I'm sad that they didn't show it, but yeah, that's the thing. I feel like that that, that 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 could also be another story, like right, down the line too. But yeah. we all kind of saw that coming. Like Professor Hulk was gonna happen. It was gonna be. I'm, I'm really glad. And it's so good. And just they the, way, the way they cut, and it's just like the behind him and all the food, and, and yeah. it's just like, yeah, oh, it's just the, the way it's revealed is just so good. And so they yeah. ask him for quantum physics help. Yep. And he's like, I'm not, that's really not my expertise, yeah. but I am pretty but fucking a, smart. But I'm a fucking genius. So let's <laughs> fucking try it out. I'm the only genius left on Earth. So, so let's fucking try it out. So they go back to Avengers headquarters. And they try this time machine, and Ant Man, Scott Lang, 
Like, <laughs> he keeps, like, coming back and forth, like, a baby, an old man, yeah, a teenager. So they're, so they're, like, basically testing the, the time travel yeah. process, and he keeps coming back all fucked up, basically. <laughs> and I will say that old Scott Lang kind of cracked me up. Like, <laughs> just the idea of old Scott Lang is, is, like, really, really funny. Instead of him traveling through time... Time traveled through him. Yeah, yep. absolutely. And I love that. I love that. The I- in general, the way the movie ta- ha- handles time travel is it's. Um, it, I, I love the idea of as opposed to traveling with a person, we're staying with the people who aren't traveling in time. Like, for instance, you know, in Back to the Future, when Doc Brown first sends the dog back into time, we are the Doc Brown and the Marty. We're not the dog in this movie. Right. And I think that's really, really smart. It just with the way it handles all it, you know, even to the stuff at the end with cap and, and all the stuff in the yeah, second yeah, acting, yeah. I think that really, really handles it. Well, that's a really, really good point, Taylor, because they, in my mind, they kind of treat the whole time travel thing lightly. Yeah. And that speaks to what yeah. we talked about earlier with a reference to throwback movies and the jokes about uh, other movies about time travel. Yeah. But also in the fact that, okay, we have enough for each person and also two test trials and then he blows one right there. I know. I love Okay, it. one test oh, trial. Never mind. So they treat it really lightly, you know, which yeah. is very, very. Uh, but it's also a way to to in- increase the stakes when they actually do right. go back in time. You know, it's a, it's a good it's a good way. Like. That for me was a trait, right? It's taking something so valuable and they treat it so. It was a great non. It was a great character moment that also increased the stakes of the plot because without that extra um, pin particle, they they have one shot at it until you know things get. Well, of other naming movies, they're like, uh, yeah, they're like fucking Terminator, yeah, Time (laughs) Crisis. Uh, yeah, uh, time cop, time cop, quantum Uh, leap, quantum leap, leap, dude. They like name they name so many movies, and then Scott Lang's like Die Hard. No, that's not yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not it. Uh, but uh, so right before that, they like so they fail with all that time travel shit with Scott Lang. Yeah, and then Tony shows up and he's like, "Hey, I figured it out." Yeah, and and out of nowhere with no resources, I built a t- uh, right. quantum. Well, he time, says uh, he says he says GPS. GPS. Yeah. He says, "Did he turn into a baby?" Yeah. And he was like, "Yeah." Love yeah. You guys. <laughs> and yeah. and that's exactly what you just said. Reed was. Maybe you weren't sending Scott through time or Lang through time. You're saying you were sending through time through Lang. Yeah, right. which and is so a great like oh, a way 100%. to explain that in the script. And yeah, but my but this is kind of where my problems start. Is like, all right, so you just I mean I believe that Tony can invent tech, but with limited resources and you're like I I I, I needed a little bit more a little bit more of a progression. Nah, he's talking Tony Stark and do whatever That's he what wants. Two, two things. And I think I think that the whole the whole time where he does the board, all right, build the thing, and then in like thirty seconds he f- solves time travel. It's like you're pulling an Iron Man two here. You know what I mean? Do you remember in Iron Man two when he fucking created an element, a whole element that hadn't been discovered oh, right, in some book? Right. Like it, they they were doing that again, and it's like, all right, this is you needed to spend a little bit more time on this than like thirty seconds or a minute. The I movie, get dude, the movie's already I get three movie hours. Things, but I, I, and so is this was podcast. That's what this it, is going to be. It was a little. Hey. Okay, I buy it, but it was a little bit too much of a stretch of logic for me, having not explained it. If that makes sense, I didn't. I I didn't hate it. I just think it was a little stretching logic. Bit too far, especially considering the whole second act relies on that one moment. But I don't think it's impossible to just think that Tony can no, no, create no, time no, travel. No, 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 one hundred percent. It's it's totally possible, especially considering the way the MCU has progressed in terms of like how they explain 
all the new things that they come up with, you know? Yeah, and, and I thought I think it was right around that point where we talked about uh, Ant Man not wanting to go back through time. That was probably a deeper meaning there that he had been through the the quantum realm and been through time, so he didn't want to go through. He said, "He said I'm yeah. not ready for it." So that's where yeah. where Hawkeye now Ronan volunteered because yeah, he's kind of like he a rogue, had that rogue assassin that yeah. he's you know he's willing to lose his life to find any hope to get back to what he had. Yeah, right. So which is interesting that you say any hope to get back to what he had. I want to touch on that later when we get to the the hawkeye and black widow scene on Bornir. oh taylor you can touch on it all you like god damn it we that are we are so <laughs> we should just speed this up a That's little bit fine. we can speed <laughs> up. So we an hour right now uh an hour and seven not terrible that's not terrible uh, dude it's it's a fucking avengers game. please that's not yeah. terrible at all all right so um so they do all the testing they do the first test yep. and then they get the white suits Oh, those sexy, so sexy, test those was sexy, Hawkeye, sexy white suits. I will say it's fair to point out that, and they don't spell this out in the movie, is that they go back to make sure, one, they can go back in time with the gaps they want to, but also that they can grab an item. So he grabs the baseball glove. Oh, and to make back, sure that he can bring, sure he can bring it back. Something back yeah, because that's 100%. a different And I think that's it. that's a huge moment oh, where yeah. it's like, okay, we can do this. Right. And that's right. where they start to he's go into planning mode, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. He says, okay. That's then a Captain great America point. starts narrating. We yep. figured out the how. Now it's when, where. Yep. Which is funny because in a lot of respects, I feel like that's the, 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 the screenwriters and the filmmakers saying, okay, how do we – uh, get ourselves out of this corner that we painted ourselves right. into. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, we have the how, and we have you know this, and we have that. And now, how do we actually accomplish this thing? In a in, in a lot of respects, I think that whole second act is is a very meta deconstruction of filmmaking and screenwriting and closing the MC out in general. You know, the I mean? moment when they realize that all when the gloves gone and the partner all. doesn't have a, anybody to play catch with. I mean yeah. That's a terrible <laughs> feeling. I don't know if you guys ever been there Awful. but not have one glove and not play be able to I play think the fact when they realize that three stones were in were in New York at the same time. That's the moment where it's like, okay. But like I I I feel like they would have just known that they, they should have they should have they, they knew that it was the realization that the time stone was in new york as well they knew that the mind stone and the space stone right. were there it was the realization of the time stone but the again as the movie points out yeah. they didn't know that dr strange wasn't dr strange at that time. so then the so then the breakdown of the stones are there are three stones in new york mm-hmm. there are two stones on Vormir and in space basically in uh, Morag, 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 and yeah. Vormir, and then there's one uh, on, um, Asgard. on Asgard, which is the Aether, Aether, right? Yeah. So, and then they all break out into teams. Mm-hmm. There are three different teams. Yep. There's a team for New York. There's a team for Morag. There's a team for Vormir. So mm-hmm. that's four teams. Well, he it's said three teams. Vormir ends up splitting. Yeah. The space. Yeah. So, so it's technically four teams. It's technically, technically four teams, but they s- they travel three in threes, and then uh, Cap and Hawkeye split from Nebula and uh, No, it's War actually Machine. Hawkeye and Black Widow that end up splitting. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah. He said yeah. Nat, right? I don't see. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Ah, ah. My apologies. Right, right. Um, it's okay. You were wrong. We'll, we'll double back and check that that yeah. was not cap because I'm gonna do one of our special magic tricks where I pause and go pee and okay. then you don't know that anything happened because uh, it's just gonna be like this. Holy shit, we're back! You didn't fucking know we were gone. You don't know the difference. Um, we started talking about the teams and the missions before we touched on a very important point, which was 
uh, Tony asks Captain America if they have a team yet. Mm -hmm. And so Hulk and uh, Rocket go to find a very special friend (laughs) who's been gone for a very long time. In uh, New Asgard? New Asgard. That's such a good sign. It really is. New Asgard. They go to find Thor. Thor. Which, which, by the way, did you know that uh, small Easter egg in the movie, the the town that New Asgard in is both the town that Odin died in in Thor Ragnarok. I did not. And know that. the town that Red Skull originally found the Tesseract in in Captain America: Holy First shit. Avenger, which is, uh, I think, Tonsberg or Talsberg. That's Norway? amazing. It's in Norway. In Norway. Yeah. yeah. So that's which an is ND for the God of Thunder. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. So they find Thor. He's fat. Mm-hmm. Let's just get. Lebo- we'll call him Lebowski uh, Thor. He's, he's just fat. Let's not beat around the bush. Yeah. He's fat. He's playing Fortnite with uh, Korg and uh, Meek. <laughs> Yeah, by and the way, a kid in the theater was like, oh, they're playing Fortnite. Like, yeah. they got, the kids got so excited. I fucking with, love that Korg's like, hey, welcome. Uh, there's, you got, we got the beer in the cooler. Feel free to <laughs> log into the Wi-Fi. No password, and of course. No yeah. password, of course. Yeah, I love the, uh, I love Mr. Thor, he's being a dickhead. <laughs> I love the shout out, by the way, to the, to the Korg dressed Taika Waititi reference. Yeah, I with the, the fucking, out. with the Hawaiian shirt. I, lo- I love the shout out to Noob Master on the screen. <laughs> Listen here, new master. New master. If you don't log off right now, I'll fly over to whatever basement you're living in, rip your arms off, and shove them up your butt. Up your butt. <laughs> and then Cor goes, "Thank you, Mr. Thor. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Thor." I love seeing Korg again. One hundred percent. Yeah, Korg and Meek were were a really nice touch, as well as Valkyrie, because I think a lot those characters in particular, those three, were like the peop- the Asgardians that people were most worried about. Surviving. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Infinity War. So. so he, they, so we were just talking about the missions. They convinced Fat Fat Thor, just literally like Taylor said, just think of the big Lebowski. Yeah, who's on a steady diet. Who's of Thor? Beer. Yeah, steady diet, steady of, beer. diet of beer. Me, Thor, and I. On the ship. <laughs> Thor and I are the same person right. in this scene where he says he's not going anywhere, and Rocket says there's beer on the ship, and mm-hmm. he says what kind. That would be my reaction. Like, yep, I'll go with you, but what kind of beer you got? Yeah. So, okay, fast forward again. They got the missions, right? Mm-hmm. Thor's there. Yep. Everybody's there. They got the team together. Mm-hmm. Fat Thor's there. And Korg obviously valued Fortnite more than joining Thor. <laughs> FYI. Yep. He has he has to beat New Master. Yeah, he, had to, he had to watch over New Asgard while he's gone. <laughs> yeah. So, Taylor, what are their missions? So, as we talked about, there's the, there's the three stones in... Uh, New York, which they discover are in the same place essentially in 2012. Um, there's During the, the attack on New York? Yes. There's the one in Asgard, and then there's the two stones that are technically like the sort of uh, cross space, which would be Morag and uh, Vormir. Right. And so everybody goes on their dif- uh, different missions, and I think one of the, one of the shots that, that really, really I love, and I wish we would have seen a little bit more of this, is like when they're actually traveling the... When they all go jump down into the quantum tunnel and they're all just sort of like traveling, going throughout. I just think that shot is just, it's really cool. It's something that I've wanted to see in an Avengers movie for a long time. And I think, uh, especially after the tease of um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I think that's just a really, really, really cool payoff to see. To see the Avengers doing something like that, you know, for the purpose of time travel, like it's just—it's such a comic book um, uh, moment 
that I think is. I mean, it's, it's there's not really any yeah. precedent. I don't think in the comics for it, but it's just it's it's such it it feels like something that could have been ripped out straight from the comics. And I would like to add briefly is that the, before we move along too further is that they did a very good job of, of making the film and the and the superheroes very pedestrian, right? This is post Thanos yeah. snap clicking that. Showing the stadium, showing the world very desolate, mm-hmm. um, panning through San Francisco and the lives they live, they're living now, and how they get through to each to each area to these superheroes. Yeah, how they're sort of coping with everything. How they're very normal and pedestrian lives, and so that they build back up to this superhero uh, normalcy. Yeah, absolutely. So everybody, they goes ha- yeah, they have no choice. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I think that's like something, you know, the Marvel movies have been have been a lot of things, and I think. Uh, one of the things that this movie does very differently is tries to really, really ground these characters and portray them as, as, as flawed human beings more so than they had before, you know, especially after the failure of what happened in Infinity War and exploring that. And I think, you know, as, as fast-paced as the movie is, I think that's something that's really uh, that it really does well. But uh, aside from that, we have everybody going on their missions. Uh, let's see, Thor and... How do you want to do this? Do you want to do it chronologically in the movie or uh Chron- each by time by i think i think by time by like i think the by ba- mission I, I think the battle of new york is the highlight of every at like all the places they go back to I think like both of those line up actually you know the same way anyway yeah when i mean they all happen at the same yeah they're all plays out yep and and i think the battle of new york is 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 just a really cool like a uh, moment for them to go back to and to and to sort of uh, back to the future to it. You know what I mean? Where you sort of see a different perspective on things. You have the moment with Hulk. Okay, uh, well, hang on. So like they land out. So they land in the Battle of New York. Yeah. And they say, "Okay, we all have our missions. Yeah, we got to do this sneakily." Yep. And then yeah, they see original Hulk. <laughs> it's just hulking, angrily out. Yeah. smashing everything. And, and Cap says, Hulk. "And Cap says, okay." Uh, also, maybe smash some things along the way, <laughs> and Professor Holt goes. I mean, I think it's a little. I, th- I think it's a little much, it's but it's a little arcane for him. Yeah, but he like he like rips his shirt off like yeah. like nonchalantly, yeah. and he's like, I think it's a little much, but okay. And then he walks over and just kind of like, it lightly taps on a car. Yeah, and he's like, like oh, like, uh, really? <laughs> and then he like picks up a bike and he kind of like. Like lightly chucks it. He's like, <laughs> like, try, like pretending such to be a Hulk. Great moment, especially when you have the uh, the the Hulk stares. <laughs> Hulk no like stare. Like just that whole like dichotomy between yeah. seeing where he was at the in 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 the Avengers and see seeing where he's where how now? far he's come yeah. in this movie. It's just a really great dichotomy. B- but I think it also speaks to all the other characters we've seen. We're really seeing the journey of these characters by right. going back and seeing. Like what they were like originally, as opposed to where they're at now. And how about this? The hidden scene from Loki, where he's mocking Captain America, where he goes, "I'm heading down to coordinate the search and rescue." Like yeah, yeah, which is, which is great really because really cool. that's a great callback to Thor: The Dark World, where Loki impersonates Captain America, and it also explains when they're walking through the the, the halls, the yeah. hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. The, the, the fake, the, the fake there. CG hall of Asgard. Right. So Hulk goes to Bleecker Street. To get the time stone from yep. Tilda Swinton. Yep. Which uh, he thinks Doctor Strange is going to be there, but runs into the ancient one. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then uh, Captain America goes to get the scepter. Yep. And Ant-Man and Iron Man go to get the Tesseract. Yep. Uh, so Hulk runs into Tilda Swinton, mm-hmm. the, uh, the... The ancient one? No, the the Supreme Sorcerer. That's or true. the Sorcerer Supreme. 
Yeah. At the and time, they yeah. have this weird argument about like I can't give you the stone because it ruins the timeline. And he's like, yeah. but what if after ruining the timeline, we put the stones back and the timeline was never ruined in the first place? Yeah. And also because Doctor Strange said so. Well, yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he says. Like, <gasps> he says. Uh, well, then why would he give the stone away? And she was like, yeah. he did that willingly. <laughs> Maybe I fucked up by not giving you the stone in the first place, which is like clearly she sees the future the yeah. first time she didn't give him the stone. Mm-hmm. She let. Uh, which is actually a pretty like smart right. way of getting. To she that gives it to Stephen Strange instead. He gives it up. So she's like, oh, fuck this time. Mm-hmm. I have to give it to you. She sees like he saw all 14 million. Yeah. Scenarios. She saw them all and he goes, "Okay, this time I guess I have to give it to you." Yeah, I don't, I she don't see. You know, I don't see her as going looking to the future in that instance. Like look, going through because remember when yeah, Doctor Strange did his no, but switching? she knew where Stephen Strange was right at she, that moment. She knew that it was going to be five correct, years until correct, he became correct. the Sorcerer she, she Supreme. She knew where she was at in yeah. the present moment. I'll give you that. Yeah. But it was more about she had faith in what she was telling him and in those and in what what the future held that she gave it up. That that's what I would. No, but she very specifically was shocked when he said Stephen Strange gave the time but, stone to Thanos. But only because he told her that, not because she knew the future, because he told her that, so he, she decided, but that oh, was you know, also I have faith that this may be the right thing to do. Yes, That's but that was also... Uh, it, it's tricky because you could s- also say that might have been an alternate timeline in which that happened. But it's tricky to say because she hadn't given him the stone at that point, so right. it hadn't created the alternate timeline and, and at that me, point. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a tricky proposition, but... I will say that, you know, out of all the scenes in New York, that's probably the most troublesome, but also the most revealing in terms of having that graphic where you see the branching timeline happening and them explaining that. And I think that's probably the most concise explanation. And 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 Marvel, honestly, even though they fail multiple times. and, and And this is directors doing a brilliant job, really, of. Making it, making this like kind of like a, a a play on the scene that that was the hardest stone to get, even though it was coming from one of the allies on their side. Yeah, you mean in right? terms of the ten stones, in yeah, terms yeah. of one of the stones yeah. where the other ones was yeah. out of the enemy's hands. This was from one of their people on their side, but it was the hardest to get. Yeah, I so will I will save the scepter for last. So yeah. next is uh, Ant Man and Iron Man. Mm-hmm. They try to get the Tesseract. Yep. By giving by giving Tony a heart attack, which is a great foreshadowing to they the they run into Mr. Secretary. Yeah, they run into Mr. Secretary. They have the elevator. Damn. Before that, Robert Redford. Yeah, Robert fucking Redford. Dude, they, okay, l- can we just pause for a moment and appreciate the fact that they literally got everybody back for this movie? Yeah, Frank Grillo, fucking uh, Maximilio, the dude who plays uh, Sitwell. All those fucking callbacks were just Everybody. so good. Right, and a shout-out to Matthew Barry, who was the assistant to Robert Redford, who hey. was the ESPN commentator for fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this, is a, this is a very quick scene where they have the Tesseract, and then they purposely, and they being uh, future Tony and Ant-Man, give past Tony a, like, a slight heart attack. Yeah. So he drops a fake heart attack. A fake heart yeah. attack. So he drops the tesseract. Ant Man jumps out, kicks the fucking, kicks the briefcase over. So Tony picks it up. This is the future Tony. Tries to walk away with it. Past Hulk, angry that he has to take the stairs instead of the elevator, bursts out of a door, and fucks everything, knocks up. everything up. The fucking tesseract falls on the floor, lands at the feet of whom? Loki. Loki. What does Loki do with it? Takes that shit Picks it and up runs. and disappears. disappears. 
He picks Loki it up. Loki show Disney Plus happening. He picks it year. up and he disappears, and that is changing everything from the first Avengers. Yeah, no, that picks that, up, that that that's the moment disappears. where everything changes. The the timeline is completely different at that. Point. So they fucked up. They go back to Cap, mm-hmm. who had his own mission. By the way, can I just can I just uh, uh, not a small moment to the to the to the to the moment where fucking uh, Iron Man flicks Ant Man? I just think he's just uh, like yeah. flick me, flick me. Okay, <laughs> like it's just such a good moment. Assumes but yeah. a position. Yeah, so they so they all meet up and uh, Iron Man copes to the fact and Ant Man that they fucked up. Hang on, he tells Cap that he fucked up. Yeah, but Cap's own mission, right? Yeah, he's in the elevator mm-hmm. with uh, Frank Grillo. Yep, and. Uh, basically, sit well. Yeah, basically, all, guys. all of Hydra. Yeah, and he says, "Yo, I'm running point on the scepter now." Yeah, and they're like, "No, you're not." And he leans in. And he just goes, "He's like, wait a second, I've been here before. I remember Captain America: Civil War." So he leans in real nice and close, and he goes, "Hail Hydra!" And they're like, "Ah, oh, he's one of our boys." So they just give him the fucking scepter, and he's like. Peace out, bitches. Well, I think it's I think it's <laughs> more of like a moment of shock too, where they're like not expecting that that they totally don't think that he works a, for the moment. Yeah, and it's also a great callback to the to the moment that we mentioned earlier in the comics that was received very very poorly by people that they reconned it. But it's also a fun like nod to that. Yeah, you right. Know what I mean. So um, he gets the scepter. He runs into <laughs> none other than himself. Himself, <laughs> and there's, I think, the first truly badass fight scene of the movie is Cap fighting Cap. Yeah. They're, they fucking throw their shields at each other. They're, like, kicking each other's asses. And then they fall to the ground. There's a comment about how that is America's ass. America's ass, baby. That's America's my th- I, ass. I'm not even kidding. Like, I think that's like, might be the, the line of the movie for me, where it's like, that really is America's ass. Like, he's my, it's just and so it perfect. Was, it was so great that it came from Ant Man, too. Right. You know, yeah, seriously. Like, Don't listen to him. I think that's America's ass. Here you go, Captain America. <laughs> that's America's ass. Like, so they fight, which is honestly super badass. I love the, like, I could do this all day. And he's like, yeah, that's my line. I yeah, get it. I know. Uh, he gets the scepter. Mm-hmm. They all meet up, yep. right? So we're back to where we were talking about. Yeah. They realize that they fucked up. They being A Man and Iron Man, yeah. they fucked up. Tony devises a plan where he can get more pin particles and the Tesseract at the same time. Yeah, because the problem is that they only have enough pin particles for one round trip. Yeah, so they can't go so anywhere. They can't else go anywhere else. Back home. So the fact that the Tesseract is gone is a big fucking problem. Yeah. Tony says, "I know if we take this last." Pin particle. I know where we can get more pin particles and the tesseract. Yeah, which is a little bit of an uh, like another convenience where it's like, okay, Tony, how do you know this? Oh, I just know. Just trust me. I know. You, you right. Ask Captain America. Do you trust me? Yeah. Well, which which is a great character moment, but Cap's also like before that he's like, how do you know? And Tony's like, because I know. And that's like a yeah, one of those things. He didn't. Like he didn't. You he didn't give him proof. You weren't born like you weren't born at that time when they actually go back in. I think it's nineteen sixty nine or seventy. I think he said like nineteen seventy. Yeah, something like that. But you that. could also assume yeah, it was nineteen seventy. But you could also assimilate throughout the movie that he has enough knowledge to know, even though he wasn't. Yeah, not he would know he that those intelligence to know. Yeah, that's when he was born and know totally, the history of his totally. Dad and and you can you, totally. I think it works. It's just a little bit thin. You know what I mean? 
I don't know. That is that is the moment that reconciles all of Civil War, though, because he mm-hmm. because they have been he at odds. Yeah. And he says, do you trust me? And Cap just looks at him and says, and they shake. right? I do. And that's a big fucking moment. Yeah. That's a big moment. So they go back. That's a moment. That moment right there that you just described leads into the Stanley cameo, which is yeah, which is moment. when they the when last they go back. Yeah, the last Stanley cameo. Which, by the way, was that was that CG Stanley? Like it almost. It looked like so. they they aged him almost. You know what I mean? It did. It did appear. It, he looked. Uh, he looked pretty old to me. Really? Okay, I wasn't sure if it was de-aged or practical or a little bit of. It both was hippie Stanley. Riding by in his fucking Mustang. And what does he make say? Make love, right? not war. Hey, man. Make love, not war. And what does it say on uh, his license plate? Nuff said. Nuff said. Yeah, on the bumper sticker. Which yeah. is his famous, uh, his yep. famous quote from Sans Soapbox. So, Cap and Iron Man get to the 70s at a war base. Which is, of a course, ironically, base. the same base that is featured in both Winter Soldier Captain America, the first Avenger, and I think uh, something else. Uh, I can't remember what it is. But it's basically where Howard Stark works. Yeah, and it's where they find Tony's father. It's, it's where they find Zola eventually in the future. Right. Yeah. Yep. So Tony gets the Tesseract, and Cap gets the Pym Particles, and Tony has this fucking adorable meeting with his father. Yeah. Where they have a great heart to heart. You see Jarvis, which is great. It's the which first time. That the that the MCU TV shows cross over yep. with the fucking that's movies. The, that's the only MCU TV reference yep. that happens in Endgame. Is, well, is Jarvis and and the Agents of Shield at the end of the Phoenix Run. Agents Minor. of Shield. Yeah, the Agents of Shield at the end. I'm, I'm that's not the show though. None of the characters from the show appear. It's all from the movies. No, but okay, all right. I was gonna say the uh, the, it's the, uh, the Shield leader, and then the, the yeah, it's Nick Fury. Yeah, I mean Nick no, Fury no, 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 is in no, no, one episode of Agents of Shield. The old man, the white old man, and the the female from from Meet the Parent Meet. Uh, yeah, how I met your mother. They're from the movies, not from the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're part oh, of okay. yeah, okay. but okay. not Maria the show. Hill is yeah, exactly. not in Fair the show. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. But so they get the pin particles, and they get so like they basically. This also is where Agent Carter works as well, so there's a scene in there with Cap. Right, so yeah. Cap they sees... They both find their yeah. past, I feel like, yeah. their history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Cap sees Margaret, and he's like, yep. Ooh, I'm so horny. Ooh, I want to get my dick wet. Yeah. But Ooh, I have I to go back to... But I have to save, but I, but I have to save the world. Um, just, just to make a hell of a long story short, they get the pin particles, they get the fucking Tesseract. They succeeded in what they had originally fucked up. Except they didn't. Right. So they get back to the fucking... Uh, so they end their mission. Mm-hmm. Then the next mission would be Scar Joe and Jeremy Renner. Yep. We got hot guy. We got hot, hot guy. Hot guy. Hot, hot guy. It's hot guy. Hot guy? Yeah, that's hot the way guy. I say it. It's, it's, it's hot guy. Hot guy? And it could be Hawka guy. Hawka guy. Hawka guy. Hawka guy. Hawka guy. Hawka guy and... Uh, <laughs> and Black Widow. <laughs> they they go to Vormir, which is where Thanos threw Gamora off the fucking cliff to kill her to get the soul stone. Mr. Red Skull says, Hey, he Natalie. Gives him, he gives him the same same spiel. He the says he says spiel. Natalie, daughter of Ivan. Which is interesting. She doesn't know her father. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh Clint uh daughter son of, of Elizabeth. Yeah, or, yeah. or what the f- Yeah. Right. 
And so they have this really stupid fight of like, I'm going to kill myself. No, okay, I'm going to so kill myself. Did, no, I'm going to kill myself. Did, okay, all right. So this is something I actually wanted to dig into a little bit. Yeah, did you guys same. find it? Did you guys find it silly that Hawkeye, hot guy, wanted to Hawk guy? Yeah, it's almost like huge Jackman. It's just Hawk guy. Mm, there's no other way to say huge Jackman. I know. Just like there's no other way to say hot guy. Hawk guy. Hot guy. Hot guy. Hot guy. Hawk. See when you say it fast, hawk, it sounds like hot hawk, guy. Hawk guy. You have to say the hawk guy. <laughs> hot guy instead of it hawk guy. Sorry, that was easy. But uh. So when they when they get when they get to that moment, um, I kind of feel like I I don't know. It just didn't. Um, for me, when I say that you're supposed to you're supposed to give up the the person that you love, I was like, do they really love each other? Is there love there? However, they've been. I think they've been partners for so long that they there's they absolutely love each other. Yeah, it's okay. platonic love. Though. Okay, and and I love one another. I love Taylor. Yeah. And and to sacrifice one another, right? That that's that's another point. That okay, so when they were gonna disem de, de uh demolish demolish one another, they brought each other back from the brink of like sacrifice or death when they yeah. were gonna assassinate one another. Yeah. So that's a fair point. Well, I just I just don't think I don't buy that Hawkeye would be willing Who? to s Hawkeye, uh, would be willing Hawkeye? to Hawkeye. Shut up. Would be willing <laughs> to sacrifice itself himself when the whole reasoning him going on this mission in the first place was to resurrect his family. I don't buy it, dude. I just I, d I don't want to hundred percent buy it. That no, scene, but it's because he had gone the five years murdering a bunch of people that he, he was like he was like I'm a fucking murderer. And not, I only that, to die. not only that, he I feel like he was willing to sacrifice himself so that his family could live. If that was his hope, right? Yeah, so but that's right. dumb because Natalie has no family. Why would she not sacrifice herself for so he could live? No, because like, no, but he loves Natalie. He doesn't want her to course. die. And I think that's I think that's where it's it, it becomes also it works in the sense that she has the role of organizing and running the Avengers, and yeah. he does not have any anywhere near that level of responsibility in terms of the Avengers world. That's true. I could see what you're saying. Like she has more of like impact in terms of like the avenging, so to speak. And <laughs> you know, doing more good. I mean, right. And so, so for me, I wanted to say real quick in this scene is that th to me, this is Marvel. Not only did they take you to the brink of the cliff, they, they take you off. They literally take you off the edge of the cliff, yeah. but then bring yeah. you back, which for me, yeah. that was very like, wow, they took you back. They literally jumped off and then hooked back on and battling to hang on. So that yeah. was kind of cool. Spoilers. Uh, Black Widow dies. Yeah. Which means that her movie is a prequel. Hawk guy is very sad about it. He gets the stone. He gets the stone. And returns, and that's when soul we get a great soul. moment with Hulk mourning Nat. Hang you on. You know what I mean? Hang on. There's more stones we haven't collected yet. Well, that's true. That is there's the, the Morag. The there's the Morag. Is and, uh, and, uh, and the Aether. Yeah, and the Aether. But which we, we kind of covered. We can breeze through this. I think Morag. <laughs> I think I think Morag. Morag is probably the more interesting one. I also found it weird that, like, I kind of told you this. It's like, all right, we're gonna visit the best, like the the greatest hits of the Avengers, right? And and like the team. All right, we're gonna do the Avengers. We're gonna do Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, we're gonna do all these cool movies. All right, Thor: The Dark World. You know what I mean? Like, so I, in, bad. In a certain respect, I feel like this movie in a it, it, which is interesting because Marcus and F McFeely actually that's the only non-cap movie that they've written in the MCU. Yeah. Besides the Avengers stuff, is Thor: The Dark World, and I feel like that's them trying to sort of retcon that movie a little right. bit to try to give it a little more gravitas, especially with the um, Fricka stuff. 
right. with Thor's mom. So like Fat Thor and Rocket go <laughs> to <Thor>. Asgard <laughs> and he's like, I want a drink. And Rocket's like, you're a drunk. And he was like, I'm going to drink anyway. Yeah. And they run into Thor's mom and she's like, you're not my Thor. And he's like, I'm from the future. And then they get the Aether from Natalie Portman. And then he's like, I love you, Mom. And she's like, I love you, too. And then he's like, hang on a second. And then he stands there awkwardly with his hand out. Yeah. Gets Milnor back. And he's like, I'm still worthy. And then they leave. Yeah. Does that not pretty much properly sum up what happens? Yeah, it does. It also it also, it also also creates. Just, just to breeze yeah. through. Yeah. No, I, I feel like it also creates a little bit of inconsistency in terms of how the timeline works and like in terms of like Mjolnir coming back with him but I buy it I'm cool with it you know because it, then because, the because payoff, then Thor the wouldn't is so fucking good because because then that timeline Thor would no longer have a, exactly. a Mjolnir but that also plays into the branch theory of like what the movie is going for and we can talk about that right not end. only did it give him confidence I feel like in that the way they built that scene up but it also gave me confidence in him to be like okay well yeah, like he's still, like, I am still, he's worthy. still there. Yeah, he's, I mean, I never, yeah. I never thought he wasn't worthy. No, you're I just thought he was being lazy. To be yeah. fair, once he got involved with Fortnite, uh, you, that <laughs> Joel can speak to that. I have no idea what you're talking about. Joel loves Fortnite. Lots I am Joel. noob master. <laughs> I am noob master. So, so at that point, uh, we go to Morag. Morag, is which is actually before boy? that, but Morag is actually the most interesting one because that actually what is what propels most of the third plot, right? And the fact that Nebula gets stuck behind. But before that, we have the <laughs> the and it's one of the best jokes in the movie uh, is when they take the the soundtrack Nurse away from 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 the from the opening of Guardians, and it's just some idiot dancing in the he's bucket singing on some with no planet. music, yeah. and he's really bad it's, at it's it. It's just really one of the best in. But, you know, it also proves the point of how important that soundtrack is to that first movie. You know what I mean? That that soundtrack him. completely drives that first movie, and it's it's further proof of that. But, I mean, we all knew that already. But uh, y- y- they knock out Quill. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they knock out Quill. That mic issues. Mic issues. Uh, they knock out Quill, and they get the Power Stone. Nebula just goes in there and just fucking... Strong Did you just arms say it. <laughs> Nebula goes in there and strong arms it. Good and old Nibbly. As they're about to, as they're about Nibbly to travel, Nibbly. travel back through the quantum realm. Well, Rhodey leaves. Rhodey leaves, and she gets sort of. Uh, I guess what do you wait? wait who inter- is she? Our good friend Karen Gillan. Yeah, our good friend Karen. Our Gillen. good friend Karen Gillan uh, gets sort of like intercepted, I guess, or incepted by like the current. So nebula? I guess what happens is because she's in the same they're time sharing frame, a consciousness of it, some kind? because she's in 2014. Their that computer make, system that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make their, any sense. I think it does. I their computer system is sharing the same like Wi-Fi. It, it just it it. Thanos sees what she sees, and he's like, "Yo." So he sees everything that she has seen. So he sees it his own in, death. When they tap into the yeah. technology for diagnostics, like okay, maybe they can. Like, right. I know, get that, but how are so how are they connected? Tell me how they're connected. Okay, so she has to be connected to some kind of a uh, like server interface. A server. So she has like to be. She's, she once she goes back in time, that automatically connects. She's her to in the same because Thanos she ship or because whatever, she lived through it once. That okay, Taylor. I, I, Taylor, I, I my that. computer right now is connected to your Wi-Fi. Yeah, because I've been here before. Yeah, I buy that. 
Right. Okay, yeah, no, so she's been in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No password. No, that's right? a good like. Yeah, <laughs> no password. And it's beer in the cooler. The Wi-Fi. No, no password. That's of course. actually a really. I think that's actually a really good analogy for that. I know moment, it is. Though. Yeah. So she's there. So basically, Thanos sees himself in the future get his head cut off, and he's not even pissed that he dies. He's like, I got the fucking stones. Yeah. yeah. And he's he's more like, I fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, I gotta correct my shit. Basically, is kind of the mentality he's in. Yeah, he's got the stones. He's so got they, future they, Nebula. Yeah, they so set he's the plans into motion to get Nebula back in with the original Avengers. He's got the OG Nebula to infiltrate mm-hmm. the new event, or not? You know, yeah, which yeah. is it's a little bit ham-fisted, but I it it works in terms. of... She takes a little gold plate, puts yeah. it on her head, and she's yeah. like, "I'm gonna go back to the Avengers they and never, be they, Nebula." They, they never questioned it or whatever she says. Right? right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, they have. They, they all appear. They come back and they're like, "We did it. Where's Nat? She's dead. Ooh, we so, we so sad." And then, Hulk throw a bench. Oh, Hulk so mad. But Hulk then, throw a bench. <laughs> but then, they have the Stark gauntlet. Yep. That they put all of the stones, the stones in, which they somehow craft in a yeah. meaningful, quickly, quick manner. Plot hole. And then plot contrivance, not plot plot, hole. plot contrivance. Yeah. And then they have a little argument of like, I'm gonna wear it. No, I'm gonna wear it. Yeah. No, I'm gonna wear it. No, I'm gonna wear it. And Hulk's like, I'm gonna fucking stand back. Shit. Basically, Thor says, "I'm the strongest Avenger," which, which Thor, he's which, not, he's not wrong. Which is appropriate for him to flex his muscle. Which he's is not wrong. Which is a great <laughs> callback to uh, Ragnarok. By one, the way, one hundred percent. And then. Th- Basically, Hulk comes in and says, "The radiation coming off of this motherfucker is mostly which gamma." Totally makes sense because that was the reason they recruited him in the first place in the original Avengers. Wait, so I'm wondering totally why that makes up. sense and how I don't. I didn't because Hulk was made from gamma radiation and he's an I expert get. in gamma radiation. That I so get, if it but how do the gems create gammas? Is what I'm saying, but. Uh, they didn't explain it. They just okay. he that's he the just tesser- said the tesseract had gamma signatures in the right. original movie, and that's how they tracked the tesseract. Yeah. So the mm. stones all have gamma radiation signatures. Is the implication? So he basically right. said, like, I was I was made for this. Yeah. So he puts it on. He does this weird like three minute or like he he does a really long orgasm. He does a good Thanos. Impression. He's like, Ugh, yeah. ooh, yeah. He does, ah, he does a good Thanos. Uh, impression. And then he he says he says I'm gonna do it, and he snaps. Right. Yeah. And then he's like his and arms all. Well, besides he gets fucked up. Is he loses the glove immediately? His his arm is a really good like uh, three minute too long on the charcoal grill like Fourth yeah. of July. Yeah. Wiener, like a little little overcooked. Yeah, wiener just like steak. like a little overcooked wiener on the Fourth of July. Yeah. <laughs> and Iron Man comes in. And he's like. Ooh, Iceman, and he like chills it's the it. The same thing he did to himself when he got hurt right. on Titan. He to repair he fucking himself, he yeah. fucking he fucking chills it. Yeah. And then uh, this is I said I would talk about it. This is my one giant gripe with the All movie. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, here we go. I'm this ready it. for it. So uh, they like they're like, did it work? And they're like, we don't know yet. And so Scott Lang, Ant Man, walks out, and he. All of a sudden, he sees 
a lot of butterflies and birdies out in the atrium. And he's like, ooh, maybe a good one. And then Ronan, a.k.a. Hawk Guy, he's like, oh, my phone's ringing. This phone that shouldn't be here because, but it's here now. And it's his wife calling. He's like, oh, it's my wife. So he picks up and he's like, I love you. And she's like, I love you too. And then it goes back to, and then it goes back to Hulk. And he's like, what's that in the sky? Mind you, five minutes earlier, the ship comes OG back. Nebula yeah. tapped into the quantum realm and got 2014 Thanos and his ship to blast through mm-hmm. to the present world. Yeah. And then Hulk looks up and he sees that giant fucking warship firing down probably 50 to 60 missiles. Something like that. And a, just a, a barrage of missiles. And just fucking. Yeah, a barrage. And just fucking levels. Just fucking destroys the Avenger compound. Mm-hmm. Right? And mind you, Scott Lang is standing at the window looking at these animals when the missiles just fucking destroy. Yeah. The fucking compound is leveled. Mm-hmm. And the first time I saw this movie, that is the first time I just, my jaw dropped. Yeah. Okay. I've seen a lot of movies. I understand, and I usually know when they are trying to bait you. Yeah. Right? But that was a moment where I truly was like, oh my God. He just fucking killed, killed a bunch everybody. of people. Yeah. Like, I thought, like, Okay, the Avengers in the end are still going to win, but he just fucking murdered a bunch of fucking people. Yeah. He just did that. Yeah. But what happened? Everybody survives. Everybody fucking survives. So he fucking Somehow. he fucking levels the compound. Hulk is like holding up a part of it for uh Rhodey and uh Rocket. Uh, Rocket, yeah. Ant-Man. As the water's coming right. up and all that Ant-Man stuff. Ant-Man yeah. survived somehow cuz he like got small because apparently being small means you can't be incinerated by fire, which yeah. makes no fucking sense. Hawk guy survives. quick enough on the reflexes. You know? No, but fire can still fucking incinerate a small person. Yeah. Just cuz you're small that doesn't mean fire doesn't kill you. I mean, could have been in water. We know there's water. Bullshit. Uh, hot guy lives somehow as well. so basically in, like, the sewers or whatever, basically yeah. everybody survives but they get separated right yeah like, is the idea yeah what i don't understand is how everybody lives see i don't have a problem uh, with that as much as i do with you don't have a problem with hundreds of missiles leveling a complex and not one single person because dies? they're because they're uh, they're all superheroes in a certain oh i'm sorry is hot guy a superhero he's the only one who isn't but he was under roadie is a superhero he's got the suit just like Iron Man does, he's Bullshit. got the suit to protect him, dude. Bullshit. That's but I see no. I, I don't. And and Rhodey did end up in a tunnel, and it is a big area. It's not only the yeah. I I don't big area like the exactly. It's a co- it's a complex. It's a complex. It's hit, a complex. All the missiles hit. And I don't disagree Ant-Man? with that. Ant Man, who was at the window with the first fucking. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I d- I d- I don't. I think there's some logical issues. <laughs> I have a bigger issue with the fact with how Thanos gets back through the quantum realm. Which we sort of touched on a little bit we before, talked about this before well. the podcast. Yeah. We, it, there's a shot in the movie where Nebula specifically they show her gives the pin particles, and I think I have a bigger problem with that than like how the base gets destroyed because ultimately the result of the base getting destroyed again couldn't have given us all the great moments 
that come after that. I to think to they're so both. I, 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 I think, think they're it. both I big bullshit. I think, I think to I buy directors, it. To be fair to the directors, the issue that all the Avengers had was going in and coming back, not necessarily once you're back, which is where Nebula yeah, was, and bringing bringing something back into the current day. Yeah. So no, but you can't you can't get into the quantum realm Without if you particles. can't shrink. Yeah. But what and you can only shrink with the pin particles. Yeah. So okay, here's only one set of pin here's here's I I, I feel like we're talking about it and but we're not like I- explaining it. Yeah. So they capture uh, future Nebula mm-hmm. when she's with Rhodey. Rhodey uses him pin particles to go back to the future. Uh, she can't use hers because she's like having like a stroke. Mm-hmm. They capture her. Uh, OG Nebula takes future Nebula's pin particles, gives them to Thanos. And that's how Thanos and his ship get to the future. Yeah. But then how does how does OG Nebula, when she impersonates future Nebula, how does she get back without the pin particles? Alternate yeah, theory. Exactly. And and one and set of pin particles theory. and two people who need to use it. Exactly. Alternate theory, and yeah. I may be going off on my own here, is Thanos's right-hand man, that the, the doctor guy who uses his fingers to lift rocks Ebony and stuff. Ebony Maw. Yes. Yeah. He may have crea- th- found a way to create a secondary, duplicate the pin particles. That's yeah, just, just putting that out there. That, that but but sense. but but if that was Sorry. it, they should have shown it. Yeah, fantastic. Show don't tell. Right. Yeah. Anyway, my biggest problem with the movie, and this is we're we're finally here. There's a lot of suspend your disbelief moments. Yep. This to me is the biggest one, which is uh, Scott Lang is standing out a window when a missile hits it and he lives. I don't know if I can yeah, buy it. He gets, he gets blown back. And I don't fucking buy it. As that he's able to shrink before like he gets. All right, but all shrinking right, doesn't so make you impervious to fire. 100%. I'm right, not guys. saying. I'm not saying. Let's, let's not fire missiles at each other. Let's get to the scene <laughs> where the three original Avengers, Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America face off against. Thanos. So Sorry, this is Reed, what happens. That's yeah. only three of the six original Avengers. The only ones that matter. Of <laughs> course. 100% true. So Avengers compound is uh, leveled. Uh, OG Thanos from 2014. He comes out and he like puts his helmet on his sword and he's to- and and he tells OG Nebula like, "Oh, go find the fucking yeah stone." And then he also proclaims that. Like, Yo, we didn't even talk about Thor stabbing his finger, bro. <laughs> what? Wait, Thor. No, Thor? I'm sorry, Hulk stabbing his finger. We didn't even talk about that. Mm. Stabbing his I finger. Mean, snapping. Snapping his, his finger. Hulk puts the fucking. No, no, we talked about it. We no, we, we didn't. Yeah, you did. You said his shit gets all burned. We touched on it. Yeah. Oh, we did. Yeah, but we yeah, didn't we go did. in depth. And we're not telling the whole story, but we're, yeah. we're providing commentary. I can go. Ah, okay. All right, fine. Yeah. So we, we touched on it. So Thanos says, "Like, go find." He basically says, "Go find the stones." Yeah, which are attached to the Iron Man right. gauntlet, which Hulk which is hilarious. Hawkeye him. has now. Hawk, yeah. Hawkeye. Hawkeye. He says, "He says I'm gonna sit here because he's a lazy." I I am just convinced that Thanos is just a lazy piece of shit. At one hundred percent. He's like, "I'm he's gonna like, sit here. You go find the stones." He's like, I got some women to take care of stuff for me. Go. So basically, he, is what happens. He sends Nebula, OG Nebula, off to find the stones, which Hawkeye has. Yeah. And uh, he sits there. Thor, Cap. And Tony come out onto like a ridge, which is perfectly overlooking where Thanos is sitting. And they're just having a stare off. And they said, to, like, make something happen. And they said, "What is he doing?" And he goes, "Waiting." And then Thor is just like, "Lightning!" Yeah. And, he and then pulls, he gets the the braided beard. He gets the braided beard. He gets <laughs> he he gets Milner and, and he gets Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. Dude, shut up. Ah. 
and they so cool. and then they asc- and they descend mm-hmm. and it's from that trailer where he goes you couldn't live with your failure and what did that bring you back to me mm-hmm. and, and uh, this is also the moment where Thanos realizes and this is what I think is really really nice about the third act is they don't just oh I'm going to get rid of half the universe whatever I think that the, the the idea that Thanos realizes that his future mistake of only re like right. taking out half the universe as opposed to bringing everything to dust and rebuild like I I really like that change in his mentality and I think it really speaks to uh the younger more bloodthirsty Thanos than the older slightly more wiser Thanos Well that happens that we when see in Infinity War Well that happens when even even at uh, full power, yeah. They get their asses kicked, yeah, by Thanos. One hundred percent. Thanos still fucking he wrecks even their faces. Have the fucking uh, the gauntlet at that point. He's and he straight, says straight Thanos action. And he says, uh, "Uh, this is my issue. A world where half of the population can't accept the good in what I've done, they will always resent and try to fight back. And so what I'm gonna do is I will." destroy this planet to the last atom mm-hmm. and then rebuild from the beginning so they know nothing. The whole universe, yeah. Right. So they know nothing but the beginning. Mm-hmm. I, I do appreciate so how nothing mas- but appreciation. His evil mastermind plan did evolve. Which yeah. Is cool. Yeah, right, for sure. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. He still just wanted people to be happy. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. I mean, for a fucked up reason, but he wanted them to be happy. Yeah, it's a twisted ass reason. He's a, he's a right. psychopath, no doubt. But uh, and so they keep. It also has logic, like yeah, for instance, the yeah. temptation of the stones and destroying them. Mm-hmm. Right, but so they still say like "fuck nah," and they keep fighting. Right, yep. so he first dispatches Iron Man. Thor throws Mjolnir. Uh, Thanos picks up Iron Man. <laughs> literally blocks Mjolnir with Iron Man. Yeah, which is a cool which like, <laughs> which puts Iron Man out for a few minutes. A few yeah. minutes until the climax and then and then and then he goes and he starts to fight Thor, right? Mm-hmm. He's got the fucking axe and he's they're fighting Thor. and they're well, so like he's like fighting him with a bunch of shit and he like he like dispatches Mjolnir and then like he throws Stormbreaker and then when Stormbreaker comes back, he catch like uh Thanos catches it, yeah, and then he starts to put it into his chest, his into Thor's chest, the uh, to, to like uh, much to like uh, vice versa from Infinity War, right? Yeah, and then you see Milnar start to rise, Ugh. and you see Thor looking at it, right? So you're like, okay, he's picking it up, he's picking it up, yeah. he's got this shit, and it flies, hits okay. Thanos in the head, right? Then when it comes back, it goes right past. Thor. Tough. And it goes right past Thanos. Fucking Cap. Captain America fucking catches Mjolnir and Dude. he's like, I am fucking worthy. Dude, in the in the most badass fucking shot you could ever imagine. The most badass pose, the most badass performance. I mean, he's got Cap- the shield in one hand Dude. and he fucking catches Mjolnir Dude. in the other. Chris Evans fucking owns that goddamn moment, dude, where he's just like, <sighs> fuck you, <laughs> Thanos. I'm about to fuck you up. It's, it's dude, such it's a it's such a good payoff oh. from Age of Ultron. 
God, who thought that could have paid off? So I mean, well, dude, Age of Ultron, where he he like kind of moves dude, it. That is the biggest payoff in the movie for me. Where I know. And Thor says, "I knew it." <laughs> yeah. So then we get one of the most badass fight scenes of all time, which is Captain America, which is shield in one hand, Mjolnir in the other, yep. and he's you. He's like oh, literally. Shit. He's like. He would he like throws the shield up, then throws Mjolnir at the shield to ricochet the shield into Thanos, and then he grabs Mjolnir back mm-hmm. and then throws Mjolnir at yeah. his face and then catches it again and the shield comes back to him. Yeah. He's just doing this awesome pinball of yeah, like it's like a juggling act of Mjolnir It's a juggling shield, act of just yeah. kicking fucking ass. Yeah. He, and, and and then he also which is I thought was impossible, he also used the lightning aspect. I thought that was interesting, yeah. He was just, like, shocking Thanos. Yeah. And he was just kicking ass. Yeah. You would have thought would have only been for the God of Thunder. Yeah. Right. right? Like, but apparently exactly. it comes from Mjolnir. Well, they Not established that it comes from him and Thor. It, there's there's precedent for Mjolnir to have some lightning capability, but right. most of the lightning power, when Thor actually wields it, come from, comes from Thor himself. Right. So the idea is, like, Mjolnir is, like, can only store so much. Right. Yeah. So, so he's he's using the fucking Mjolnir shield fucking or combo. As, yeah, or that Asgard and the universe knew that he needed it, and they you know they granted yeah. him that ability. Yeah. Exactly. So then party. they get into a big fight, right? Cap's really the last fucking line of defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thanos dispatches. Of Milner mm-hmm. uses his weird uh, Darth Maul type blade, starts <laughs> fucking just starts macheting at the fucking shield. Yeah, <laughs> just fucking starts destroying it. Like mm-hmm. fuck you, fuck you. I'm over this bullshit. He says it. He says it. he's like you guys are fucking stubborn. He just like he's like I'm fucking over this bullshit. Yeah, and just starts destroying the shield. And then knocks Cap on his fucking ass. And just fucks him up. And Cap is laying there like, this is it. And mm-hmm. Thanos says, in all my time of taking over planets, it's never been personal. This time it is. I'm going to fucking enjoy yeah. destroying your planet. And he brings down basically the, the same army, army he yeah. had from Infinity War. It's like the whole uh, yeah, the he, Outriders. He brings down the, the fucking pyramid ships. Yep, the Outriders and the uh, the um, the Black Order as well. He has fucking everybody and they're yep. just and they're just marching towards Cap who we've seen in the trailer he like tightens his fucking shield. Yeah, oh dude, that's such His a broken thing. shield, he fucking tightens it and he's like whatever, dude. I'm a fucking I'm I'm a fucking die. It's him saying I can do this all day without, without having to say it. <laughs> And then uh, he gets a little, he gets a little call on his little walkie-talkie, and shit goes. Who calls down. him? Who calls him? Who 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 calls him from the walkie-talkie? The one and only Sam Falcon. Falcon baby. He says, "Cap." He says, "Cap, are you there?" Cap. Well, it's kind of cutting out at first because it looks yeah, yeah. You know. and then because because they're it becomes catch, clear. Yeah. I know it's perfect the way it plays out on your left. Yeah, and then a little the d- Doctor Strange as soon portal as that happened. You're just like, oh shit's about to go. 
down as soon as you see the fucking sling ring action happening, dude. The Doctor Strange portal shows up. Fucking Black Panther walks through, and he's like, "Sup, dog?" It's and they really like nod at each other. By the way, that Black Panther is the, is first, the first one. one. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's got the biggest Point. army, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. And then but Sam flies also, through, he's and then also perhaps the most popular new supporting character. Damn, dude. True. Making all that noise over there. Yeah, stop. <laughs> and then uh, Black Panther walks through. Fucking Falcon flies through. Yeah. Then Thanos kind of gives this like. Oh no, face, and then all of the sling rings yep. start coming, and then you get, and then you get the guardian. You get Wong. You get you all get fucking Spider Man. You get fucking Bucky. I love the way I. By the way, I love that the way that Spider Man lands in the end of that shot. Let me ask you. Like, oh let me ask you God, this, dude. Let me ask you this. What is he swinging off of? Nothing. He's swinging off of Titan stuff into the portal. <laughs> <laughs> But so it works. I d- d- the way that framing is, some of the framing in that in, in some of those final shots is, is fucking superb, yeah. dude. Every single dusted Avenger yeah. comes back in this scene. Yep. Who are you who are you most excited to see? I would probably to say come Pe- back. I would probably say Peter Parker because that was the one that most Im- yeah. emotionally impacted me in terms of the dust the people yeah. who got dusted in, in Infinity War. Reed. I uh, would I'm gonna say Doctor Strange. Yeah, because Strange he's the one who's one. like very yeah. key, who knew the outcome. Who's yep. gonna he's the, the only one that knew how to win. And he's yeah. also the guy who like brought everybody back too. So that's like a really cool moment when s- when uh, Tony and S- uh, Strange have that you know interaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm gonna go with you though and say Peter Parker just because I'm a slut for Spider-Man. I I mean it's it's hard, especially because you see the Guardians come in and then in the background you see Peter swinging Swing in and he lands him. and it's just such a like. The look, oh, the look on Cap's man. face, and he's just like, he's like, "Yo, um, honestly, I was about to die. I'm yeah. really glad you guys are here." Yeah. <laughs> His Seriously. face just says, "Like, oh my god, thank it's you." Such a relief for him. He's and like, then we yeah. finally get, um, at the aid, at the end of Avengers Ultron, he says, "Avengers, assemble." And then it, cu- well, at in the Age of Ultron, he says, "Avengers," and then and it, it cuts, cuts away. Yeah. And in this movie, it starts to pan across everybody. And you hear him scream, Avengers! And then it gets to him, and he fucking it straight up catches Mjolnir, and he goes, Assemble. Dude. It's the, the fact that Cap wields Mjolnir in this movie is just the biggest fucking geek fantasy moment. Like while while screaming Avengers Assemble, dude, it is it is. I mean, the moment where he where it's first revealed that he like where Mjolnir comes back, yeah, it's so fucking badass. But the ah, dude, it's it's such an epic moment with with people. It just everybody standing there in the line, fucking the cameras panning. It's just so fucking epic. Like as epic as you could imagine this being, this movie is more epic than you can imagine. What do you think, Reed? I think that uh, the the fact that 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 Captain America was able to wield that was worthy of wielding Mjolnir and the hammer yeah. was really epic in the yeah. final scene. Uh, not only because that's the second time I believe that someone was able to pick up Thor's hammer, the first being Vision. 
Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. Correct. But no, uh, you're 100% correct. Okay. So that was pretty. That was pretty epic moment. Yeah. That one it was a great and the setup. Fact that he was able to swing it. You know, it was like okay, yeah. that that's given him uh, really his final. Just his that best fight effort. scene. Yeah. When, when he, he just kicks it his ass and it kind of makes him like jump a little yeah. bit further, but not fly like Thor does. It's 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 awesome. So when everybody comes back, the hot the swing it to the hot potato. All yeah, hot potato. All hell breaks loose. The big fight. It's great. There's a lot of. We're not. We don't have to talk about a war scene. I think because you've think, seen it. I think the best moment in that whole fight scene would be for me. I think it was really cool to see all the women, like coming together. Like that was just a really. I mean, it kind of it's it's like we talked about a little bit. It's a it's a little bit disingenuous in terms of like Captain Marvel could have like she didn't need any of their help. But the symbolic nature of that. No, it was really great that they well they they came together to protect Peter Parker. One hundred percent, which is great. Which is yeah, I agree. They said she needs their help, and I was like, "Eh, Peter needs and Peter needs your help a little more. And also, just as a side note, I love in that whole battle where Peter's just introducing himself to, "Hey, I'm Peter," and he keeps getting cut off. Like he's just trying to be friends with everybody. And uh, I just feel like we talk about instant kill mode real quick. Oh my god, because he didn't use it in Homecoming. Yeah, he's like activate. He's like, oh god, activate instant kill mode. And he knew it was there. That's why it's like you. It's hilarious because it's it. The legs just start killing people. Yeah, the iron and then, spider legs. And then it cuts back, and it's him just drowning in dead bodies. And he's like, "Oh, like, I think I got they it." They keep they keep coming, and it keeps killing. And he's like, "Oh, oh God, what do I do?" He's just he's just and drowning and buried. Yeah, he's getting buried in <laughs> yeah. dead bodies. Dude, it's so good in dead outrider bodies. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So and then Captain Marvel comes back. Mm-hmm. Literally a destroys ship. a ship, mm-hmm. the sanctuary too, and then right after can't destroy Thanos. Yeah, she gets pretty close. Blows Thanos, her way Thanos, through a ship. Thanos punches her, and she it doesn't do shit. So yeah, but she punches him, and nothing happens either. That's true, but I mean, every anyone who would have taken that punch from him would have probably been at least fucked up pretty bad, if not killed. Fair. So the fact that she can handle it says something Fair. too. So Peter gets the gauntlet to uh, Captain Marvel. Yep. Who then tries to get the gauntlet to a makeshift time machine that which is the Scott Louis Lang fan. has has made to try yeah. to get rid of the stones. Mm-hmm. Thanos gets into a fight. He actually this is actually one of the more badass moments where Captain Marvel is actually winning against him, and when she's got the gauntlet in her hand. He removes the power, the stone power stone, into his other hand, to be able and to then fucking punches her, which totally works. And it's such a smart. It's move, just dude. a smart move that he's like, I don't need all of this. I'll just remove I this just stone. Need, I need to be able to get her yeah. off of me. It's and then so fucking whoops her. Yeah, which is pretty fucking smart. It's for Thanos. really fucking smart. And moment. then he gets into a tug of war with Tony. Yep. But, but the question is, is how does what is the read? Yo. The new gauntlet. Who made that gauntlet? That would be Stark Industries and the Avengers. Thank you. So the uh, nanotechnology that the new gauntlet has would be pretty susceptible to, would you say, one man known as Iron Man? Fair to assume. 
<laughs> I'd say that's fair to assume. <laughs> so when Thanos finally gets the gauntlet, he puts it. Actually, I I really enjoyed the scene where like he activates it like multiple times. Yeah. You know when like when like you put it on and you start going. Ugh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So like he puts it on and then they like take it away and he's like, okay, he puts it on again. Ugh. Yeah. Like it's multiple times that yeah. he starts to get the power. Yeah, like the flow. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then Tony finally like gets his hand on it, and then uh, as one does, being Thanos, uh, just kind of like bitch slaps him. Yeah. <laughs> and Tony falls back like, oh, you're Thanos, you fucking whooped but my what ass. But you don't realize. And Thanos goes and he snaps. Yeah. And then he looks at the gauntlet. And by the way, the kid, there was a kid in our theater that laughed out loud when Thanos snapped and nothing happened. It was it's a pretty true. great moment. Yeah. So he, he fucking turns the gauntlet over. And there's no fucking stones in it. It's pretty. Uh, it's a pretty brutal. Wow! 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 It's pretty brutal for Thanos. Uh, but it's a good payoff because you think he's gonna net. But it's funny because they they totally hide it. Right. Like they, they Tony. Tony's hand somehow made love with yeah. the other gauntlet. I'm not quite sure how he got all those stones off. They're both, no well, they're both nanotechnology. Yeah. So the one nanotech and the other nanotech fingered each other and transferred stones. And then Tony mm-hmm. in fucking what I can only assume is the biggest RDJ contract of all time, mm-hmm. which was I get the best part of this movie <laughs> no matter what. dollars, give me the climax. And it's Thanos saying, like, I, but I am inevitable. Yeah. And then Tony says, I, labored breathing, am more labored breathing, Iron Man. And And he snaps his fucking fingers. Which, mind you, you, which, mind you, Thor and Thanos Thanos both had a really hard time wielding this fucking gauntlet. And Tony's like, I'm a fucking 180-pound man. But I got mm-hmm. this shit. But I think it's also I the think power of the suit. I think it's well, no, I think it's Tony knew he was gonna make the sacrifice play, and right. I think it's I think it's a callback to the first event. To when Cap, are you gonna lay right down while another man crawls over you? Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. a literal callback. I get it. it, and I think that's where the movie really works well in terms of like looking at where the characters have come from and like where they're yeah. where they you know got to in, in, in Endgame. I think the the arcs are really nice. So Tony snaps. Yep. And then uh, right after that, Tony dies. But Thanos uh, gets dusted. Every single person in the army that Thanos brought out mm-hmm. gets dusted. All the, all the Leviathans, all the Outriders, all those. I really things. love the look on Thanos's face where he's like, he's like, I, f- I lost. He's like, fuck, man, this is what it feels like. Yeah, I see you. I'm done. I see you. He just kind of like he d- he just sits down. He's like. Yeah, it's what's interesting <laughs> is that he sits down in the same way that he sat down when he thought he was gonna win. Well, yeah. in uh, it, well, in uh, in in Infinity War when he right. wins and he goes to the farm and he sits down. And yeah, he, it, but it's a different. Well, when he sits down, when that. he well, no, at at the beginning of the fight of the totally. third act here, when he sits down, he's like, "I'm gonna wait here for you guys to come yeah. and fight me." But I think even more so than that, that that final thing where he's right before he gets dusted and he sits down, I think that's like a really 
nice like uh inverse uh perspective of what happened in the yeah. movie where it's like he's victorious in that movie and then now he's lost in this movie and it's it's a very right. much you know a converse reaction to what was before so just a quick i should just say to that that battle scene my palms are sweaty I was that. about to say, yeah. I was about to say, we kind of grazed over that. Can we talk about how uh, Giant Man giant just, man. so like is the those man. those weird flying dragon snakes or whatever yeah. that were in the Battle of New York? Yeah. The, the there's just a shot of Ant-Man just like straight up fucking just punching one in the face, yeah. which is so fucking and that's, cool. And that's actually what would happen if Ant-Man was in the Battle of New York. Like yeah, that, yeah, that battle would have been over. He just straight up like manhandled one of those guys. Yeah, it was so cool. I yeah. did think it was cool how he like the evolution of all these characters. Right, he he went large scale giant man and then shrunk down normal and d- wasn't as exhausted as he was in yeah, Civil War, which is pretty it cool. It didn't yeah. like destroy him to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Or fatigue him. Yeah. yeah, it was cool too. Just in the in like the hot potato of the I we'll just backtrack a little bit. In the Infinity like Gauntlet, yeah. like the like the hot potato of the Infinity Gauntlet when uh, Black Panther had it and he was using the like the stored connect like like how yeah. his suit can store the kinetic the energy, energy how he was yeah. like running and he had it and then he would just jump up and like punch the ground and, and like like make blah, way blah, for himself. yeah, yeah and then he could like run through it blah, blah. well uh, yeah and then god i'm just playing fucking rewind There's so much before that dude. when instant kill and peter was stuck in all the dead bodies and he's like yeah. oh i don't know what to do and cap was like hey brooklyn and then fucking because he's worthy as fuck. Yeah. Threw he just threw Milner, and then, and then he Peter just fucking to webbed it, to it, and, and he flies, just gets ripped dude. out, just get he just just Spider Man riding Milner, dude. Just Spider Man. So uh, that's badass. all you have to say, dude. Uh, fucking when you're writing the script, Spider Man rides Milner. Like right. I'm not even kidding, dude. That's that's it's okay. Fan quick, so in the quick retrospective, Taylor. Yeah. What was your reaction when Captain America? caught Milner. <sighs> I was just like, dude, I this is I was in I was in shock. I was in awe. I was flabbergasted and it's supremely excited all at the same time. Read. And that's a of a barrage of emotion. Yeah. And this is at the ending. I just want to know Captain how you felt Milner. when Cap caught Milner for the first time. Oh yeah, and we're going me, we're going backwards. Yeah, it was him picking it up, and I felt like that was absolutely appropriate and needed to happen to uh, to show them that they're going every single full length. They're not holding anything back at that point. Yeah, and also to pay off the setup, you know, in the Age of Ultron as well. You know what I thought? I was sitting there, a little drunk. Yeah, a little high. Slightly. And when he caught it, I just audibly out loud in front of a bunch of strangers went he's so fucking worthy <laughs> <laughs> it's so true he's I, was so like, I was like he's so fucking worthy Dude, he's, it, 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 <laughs> cap is is worthy as much as as that ass oh my god i was like he's so fucking worthy yeah it's like dude it's it's uh i remember thinking uh, this is the greatest battle scene ever yeah <laughs> it really is i mean is there is there any other moments that we haven't touched on the battle scene? I feel like there's so many little like things. We got the Spider Man insta kill stuff. Drax just kind of stabs a bunch Drax, of motherfuckers. Drax stabbing the guy with 
like short ah. stabs was really great. Star Lord meets old Gamora, and he's like, "I Star love Lord, you," and yeah. she hits him in the balls twice, and he's like, "You missed the first time, but you got him the second Which time." Which is so perfect yeah. because it basically, in a certain respect, uh, resets their relationship to be re-explored in right. Guardians. Three. And from Gamora, that leads to a good segue. Is the, did you guys touch on the women scene where it's all female-led, clad? Yeah. Path? Okay. Yeah, that's because what we're talking I about. The I shot, I the I shot where all the women, like... Yeah, yeah, I don't think Gamora was in that. Correct me if I'm wrong. She, she wasn't. She wasn't. Okay. That was the... She was the only... The only female not in that. So, Tony has the snap. Mm-hmm. Tony dies. Peter Parker swings up. Oh, my God. Mr. Stark, you did it. I love you. You're gonna be okay. Pepper Potts is like, I love you, too. You're going to be okay. But then she's also like, yo, I'm rescue. You're not going to be okay. (laughs) But she goes, you can rest. Mm -hmm. Which is what she told him at the beginning of the movie is, could you ever rest? Yeah. Which is the Iron Man 3 reference as well, where he has trouble sleeping. And he's like, I can't rest. Yep. So So. Tony dies. Then we got a sweet-ass Tony funeral scene. With uh, with what's his face from Iron Man three, by the way, Harley, the little kid, right, grown up kid from Iron Man three, and also proof that Tony has a heart, right. 100% they they send out, out the they yep. send out the gag from Iron Man arc one. reactor, the arc reactor yep. out into the. It's kind of like a Viking funeral. They it send really it out is, onto yeah. the water, yeah. minus but the arrow, the flaming arrow from right, Hawkeye. But right. okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been appropriate, right? But every but everybody's there, right? All of the Avengers are there. We got all the little groups of them. Mm-hmm. That was Avengers to plus. me. To me, that was a little cheesy because it was like a. They were all separated. Like well, by, they're separated by friends. Okay, here right? we go. <laughs> here we go. As the camera goes up to you, yeah. put your arm around him. Yeah. As yeah. the camera comes up to you, pat him on the back. Yeah. One hundred percent. It was very staged, but it, it was, was still cool. It, it was, was symbolic. It, you it know? was interesting how some people were alone. I did notice that on the second time viewing it is how. Hulk was by himself, well and because also Thor because was by himself, but they were also kind of paired together, like one after another. And yeah, the and rest, they like those the like Hulk, Thor has a franchise, but there's no other characters besides like the ones that were already paid off at the end of the movie. Like the, well, what if, it, what if, the uh, Thor has no father, he has no mother. What uh, about the his father, love mother, interest, brother, the, the, the Valkyrie was the only one. Oh no, what's her name from the uh, Natalie Portman? That's she's no not Hulk. Movie Hulk's love interest, the one who calms him down. Um, yeah, yeah, the she's Black dead. Widow, who's dead. Not Black Widow. The, the only other oh, Betty one. Ross. You're thinking of Betty Ross. Thank you. That's, thank you. That's, thank you. Yes. Betty that's Ross. not that She's paid off. So that that's the one movie that's a non sequitur. Okay. Are you talking about? The are you Liv talking about are Tyler? You? Liv, Liv Tyler. Tyler yeah. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. As we can all you're gonna ejaculate you're now. gonna bring back Edward Norton's love interest for Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> yeah. Hey, exactly. Hey. hey. <laughs> Liv Tyler. So you have to look at Hulk as the beginning of the Hulk trilogy starts with Thor Ragnarok, continues. I into don't know Infinity why War and ends with this. I don't know why they're so they're so adamant that that Incredible Hulk is a part of the MCU, and I'm like, no, why? No, you know why? No. Because nothing. Just don't. Nothing, just don't say that. Nothing from the Incredible Hulk gets paid off in Infinity War, and that's the nothing. one movie that has no repercussions for the MCU at all, in any respect. So, Why? so Tony has his uh has his funeral, and then we move to the I guess which is the final scene where where Cap finally goes back in time using the quantum well, device to on. return the stones, right? Yeah, Hulk has a little makeshift. Yeah, like a matrix 
uh, quantum. He's got like a makeshift so time machine, yeah. and he can we can we just give a quick shout out, quick mention to Hulk Sling, arm yeah. sling that he's in. His and little I really like that touch. His yeah. little bitch arm. Yeah, his, yeah, his little bitch arm. The his little bitch arm. The Incredible Hulk is not so incredible in this. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the, the he is Professor Hulk. The the Infinity Stones are the most powerful source of energy in in the galaxy. So. The fact that he was able to withstand that and, is, is and even live and survive it is is yeah. astronomical. It did allow him to flex, uh, uh, flex without, without yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rough the rough of muscles. Fuck, love Mark Ruffalo, dude. Mark Ruffalo is m- came out the most in this movie, by the way. Like in terms right. of his performance, it's 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 the most Mark Ruffalo Hulk. I I'm think a fucking I'm a fucking Ruffalo fanatic, so. dude. He's I didn't it's this you know, performance I did not is so Mark Ruffalo. Ruffalo was not the greatest in Infinity Wars. Just maybe not him himself, but just the whole well, Hulk and Ruffalo dynamic I was think not at a I, don't think think I think that was just the, s- the script. It was okay. the story, yeah, but they never gave him a ton of attention like they do in the right. first movie. And I think that's where that movie falls like apart in terms of the Hulk stuff is – this movie is better just because we have more time for the it character. It was better because it played to his intelligence and 100%. his brawn yep. in both aspects. Yeah, and that's and that well needed, which was tremendous because they fused. I mean Professor that's Hulk. That's yep. Professor Hulk. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So we have uh, Cap says Cap stuff, which is the technically the final scene of the movie. Hulk right? says uh, you have to give all these stones back at the exact right time, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And Cap says, "Bro." I got you, dude. Or does he? And he says, I'm going to go. And he steps on one of the platform, and Hulk sends and him off. And Bucky, has, I feel like he has a heads up in this instance where he says, oh, I, I think, miss you. Oh. I'm going to miss you. Oh, I think, like, I think Bucky, knows Bucky knows for sure. Falcon, Falcon's not a come little back. less privy. Yeah. Yeah. Bucky 100% knows. So Cap goes like, peace out, dogs. And he yeah. like goes back into the past. And uh, I think either Bucky or Sam says, how long is it going to take? Professor Hulk says, however long he needs for us, five seconds. Yeah. And then in five seconds, he tries to call him back. But nothing comes. And nothing happens. It's it. And they say, bring him back. Or does it? They say, bring him back. Bring him back. And he goes, he he fucking flew right by his timestamp. I don't know. I don't know what happened. And Sam's like arguing with, with like Professor Hulk. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm, I'm mad. You better bring him back right now. As yeah. if he, like, has the at, uh, like, as if he has that option. Yeah. And which then. Which is pretty telling by Bucky, too, where, where Bucky said, or Captain America says, don't do anything stupid. And Bucky replies. You're bringing all the stupid with you. all the stupid with you. Which yeah. is kind of like, you're ma- either you're making a stupid decision, I know what you're doing, or, you know, the general way. Like yeah, yeah. So Sam's arguing, like. No, it's. Uh, he's, he's fucking arguing with Professor Hulk. And. Bucky is like, yo, dude, come check this shit out. And there's an and old Sam looks dude. over, and there's an old-ass dude sitting on a bench. With really nice hair. Kind of looks like Clint <laughs> Eastwood, but it wasn't Clint Eastwood. Silver Fox. But kind of looks like Silver Clint Eastwood. Foxy. Yeah. Turns Still America's out, ass. Turns out that, turns out that old ass yeah. is Captain America. Still America's ass. And he, uh, he blew right by his timestamp so he could go and live his life with... The love of his life, <laughs> Miss Carter. Which is a great he reveal when you see the, the ring at the end and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> he and says, he uh, yeah. blew by so he could get some blow. Bye. Oh. Hey. Oh. He yeah. Uh, says, yeah, I, I did some of that living that Tony said I needed to do. 
and then he gives Sam the shield, and Sam is like, this feels like someone else's, and he says, well, it's not, because Falcon in the comics becomes Captain America. Yep. So yeah, perfect. Like the Falcon is Captain America. Yep. I thought it was very adorable when a African-American gentleman in our theater today <laughs> screamed, Oh my God! Captain America's black now. Yep. <laughs> I thought that was straight up, and half the audience dope. laughed, and super half the audience laughed in a non-ironic way. At one way. of the quietest moments in yeah. the film. Yeah, but it was so adorable was, that was. he was so happy about it. Yeah, and I mean, I think I think I'm I'm really glad that it went to Falcon and not oh, to yeah. Bucky because there's precedent for both of oh, those. Oh, it could have gone either way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I I think the outcome like is really nice. I think the more the more I'm just. I'm just so happy that Cap got a happy ending, man. I want to go on record saying that I'm so happy. Bucky didn't get the shield because he didn't shave. Ooh. He kept the beard. Bucky's got another team called the Thunderbolts that he's going to go off onto. He doesn't. Yeah. It's fine. Bucky's got his own shit. Yeah. But it's dope. And the shield went off, and then they like they like do this weird like hand hug, and he's like, you want to tell me about that? Fucking marriage ring you got going on right there, mm-hmm. and Cap's like, "Nah, dude, I'm saying I live the life." Another time, I love that moment and where he's just like, "No, I'm okay." Like, and I don't th- have to tell you about that. It's nope. such a good. And moment. another thing, did he exchange Milner for the shield at some point in that? Yeah, because he doesn't come back with Milner, and he left with uh, he left with just Milner, right? right? With not having the shield. I don't. Before he went back in time. I don't <laughs> think <laughs> that's what happened. I think he knows that. Thor has uh, Stormbreaker, over, yeah. and so he doesn't need it. I so think it's just I think it's just left in the past. It just gets left somewhere. Like, yeah. I'm hoping Asgard because he did have to return a stone there. Yeah, yeah. That oh, be, uh, that very be, true. Yeah, very fucking true. That is he had to go back to yeah. Asgard at some point. Yeah, yeah. For the ether. Yep. Very true. Which actually kind of doesn't. I didn't make even sense think about that. That's a good fucking catch. What's funny is he's like, you got to return the. Uh, the the ether into Natalie Portman's ass or whatever. You know, yeah. Whatever <laughs> One of the things that 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 I thought was interesting though was like how by Cap not coming back on time that actually creates an alternate timeline. Oh yeah. For this movie, which is 100%. really interesting because uh, because what it does is it opens the possibilities for like future MCU stuff. I would love to see a movie where Cap's returning all the fucking. You have Black Widow. You have the yeah. Eternals. You have all those Disney Plus shows. Like, it just really o- leaves the door open for not only that stuff, but in terms of, like, any of the Fox properties that are coming in. Introducing Wolverine, introducing the X-Men, introducing the Fantastic Four. You can have – there's a lot of opportunities to to um, to gain through the way that they – the way that they uh, set up the end of this movie for the future in the MCU. I think it's really smart. What other... Uh, let's just quick talk about what else was set up for Disney+. Plus. Uh, okay, so they set up the Hawkeye series. Who? Hawkeye. Hawk- uh, Hawkeye? Which is the... Hawkeye. Um, he's training his daughter, which... Uh, what's her name? I can't remember off the top of my head right in now. In the movie, it's Lila. Yeah, but in the, in the series, it's Kate... Bishop, it's right? also not his daughter in the it's series, it's though. Kate it's just Kate Bishop, though, right? Kate Bishop, yeah, but okay. she's just a random. Yeah, but still, it's the passing of the mantle. The, to Hawkeye, the protege. Which she'll probably end up being the Kate Bishop yeah, of yeah. the MCU. If they you do, if they do the Matt Fraction Hawkeye, I will literally masturbate to every episode. <laughs> so, 
Well, if you're talking about the future, there's there's no more Marvel movies for what the next fifteen months or so. I mean, is that accurate until uh, they haven't June they, they, they haven't they haven't announced anything. Well, yet. Spider-Man: well, Homecoming. For, for all those people, Spider-Man not Homecoming. not Homecoming. Counting Spider-Man: Homecoming, that's no, no, no. Sony. That's well, a Sony. Yeah, and it's no, it's also Phase Three, which it's is not, MCU, yeah. not Marvel. So we're far we're from home. And, no, and, and, and that's far, far from, from home is a part of the MCU. Correct, but it's a Sony film. I'm saying Marvel film yeah. is what I'm saying. I mean, it, it's produced by Marvel, released by Sony, Coca Cola. So technically part of the MCU, but also a Sony film. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So I'm saying Marvel Studios, right? Yeah. yeah. Still Marvel. It's going to be a while because I, I think that's to their point that they wanted to make this kind of the end. I'll let it let it soak in. Yeah, right? I this think I this this to me was the end of a legacy. 100%. Right? The yeah. A saga of our yeah. era. And we touched on Absolutely. this earlier when we were talking. Is this the, s- the Star Wars of our generation that we're living through this is kind of like it a one of very a kind experience. It very much is in terms of the cultural Before we get into a post-movie, yeah. uh, Cap gets the dance. That he's and been waiting the, for. And, and the kiss. And the kiss, which yeah. is like it was typical Marvel. They give you what you wanted. And the more. end of the movie, he's dancing with old Carter. Yep. And to be honest, I'm so happy that after all the shit that Captain that's America the only had, that's the only way the movie could have ended. It's the only cathartic ending. If he Cap would have died, it wouldn't have it would it would have meant nothing. I thought honestly it would have meant nothing. Honestly, Everything I thought Cap was gonna through, die. He definitely. I thought he was too. But in retrospect, none of. If he would have died, and everything he'd been through in the Marvel would be negated. Right. But it but wouldn't mean anything. Just so we're on the same page, he got it on with her afterwards. After that. Oh, 100%. Okay. Of course. Just, all right. Just want to make sure. I wouldn't be surprised if Steve Rogers had kids. That's how I imagine. Oh, he her. had kids. I mean. Oh, he definitely gave her that super serum. <laughs> 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 he gave her the super serum, all right. <laughs> Did Jesus you say Christ! Demon, sorry. Just, just <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What did you say, Reed? <laughs> uh, but to, uh, now that we are in post uh, post credits, they they're trying to break the world records for uh, not only on preview night where they but just overall weekend, overall opening weekend. But yeah. I know preview night they um, they were there from. I'm talking about from 7 p.m. Thursday night to 12 a.m. Friday night. So just a matter of what what is that four or five hours. Yeah, they they hit sixty million dollars, and that's a that's a world record. The previous oh yeah. the previous was uh, Star the Force Awakens yeah. with fifty seven million. So, yeah. just to give you a little yeah. context there, a little frame of reference, yeah. pretty significant. Yeah, one hundred percent, dude. And uh, I mean, and one hundred. Pr- they I actually they actually wanted to be the fastest to get to uh, what was it one billion one billion. Yeah, which the they're gonna do in a weekend. Yeah. They're gonna. They're gonna. By the and end of Sunday, it'll Infinity be Wars. Worldwide. Infinity Wars hit one billion in eleven days. Yeah, and, and they want to try to hit this. Will be sooner. Week. Week. Yeah, exactly. And so they're projected for like nine. They said not nine eighty to nine ninety five million. Yeah. So to think about that they're that close in a weekend is. And all that takes is like a couple extra families, like at every theater, going to see the movie for a second Just time. Just like we did, we so saw it twice. I know. Exactly, I have a yeah, friend. Exactly I have like a did. friend yeah, yeah, yeah. who. I have a friend who bought it for four different. Four different tickets for four different show times this weekend. Just, just this weekend. Just to see it yeah. all four times? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, so probably just crazy. to secure your spot in case you couldn't see it. Right? Yeah, I was going to s- yeah. no, stop that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she said that. But sorry, <laughs> you're stuck with a handheld mic now. The, uh, the future of Avengers, right? So clearly Marvel has a, a trend of movie, 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 Avengers. Mm-hmm. Movie, 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 
yeah. Avengers. Like every two years or whatever. There's going to have to be more Avengers movies. 100%. Are you guys looking forward to a Sam-led Avengers team? I'm okay with that. I just I want to see a new team. I want to see like they do in the comics where it's like they uh, like the new the new Avengers. I can't, or he, I can't he, say that I'm okay with that, that because I, I I feel like he showed me his best move, which was a really cool move with his wings going. When he stabbed the guy. Oh yeah, my gosh, that was, that was in the final battle. Ruthless, but I'm dude. Thinking, like what more? Can ruthless, he have that, so ruthless Falcon, man. Cutting out. Yeah, I mean I don't. Uh, it's 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 really hard to say because I, there's there's. I mean, obviously, we want to see a new Avengers movie. I think it's precedent for the for the movies like Age of Ultron to sort of switch up the team at the end and to bring in new people. And I think that's exactly what they're going to do with this. They're going to set up a new group of heroes. There's going to be some sort of transition. Maybe we'll see a couple of the characters return to the team, like Hulk or whoever. Um, and then those people are going to eventually usher in the new era. You know what I mean? Uh, the way Cap did and Iron Man and all those six characters did in the first Avengers movie. So I feel bad for the future of Avengers oh, movies. Oh, 100%, because you have a super high bar to live up to. Do you think that, <laughs> that any other Avengers movie is going to live up to the last 11 years? If Kevin Feige is not producing, then no. That's all I have to say because it's hard to say. But even if he is, how are you going to live up to the last 11 years of fucking Marvel movies? I think Kevin Feige has proven that if if you can take the characters that they've taken and make them work, you can take any character. Like Shang-Chi is a a perfect example of that. And I love that they're they're leading with a character like that, uh, like sort of a C-list character in in terms of like doing the same thing they did with Iron Man, taking a chance, but also betting on diversity and like audience – like uh, trying to diversify the audience, but also trying to, you know, um, give them something that they wanted to see, which is an Asian fucking superhero for so long. You know what I mean? We don't have any Asian superheroes. That's like a huge thing. You know what I mean? It's a, it's as big as Captain Marvel was for right. female superheroes. You know? I mean, that's all that's all fine and well yeah. and great, but who else? Like, what what other what other team? is going to be able to hype you up as much as what we just fucking so saw. So I, I I don't think it, I I think it's a matter of them building the movie like okay, were you excited about the uh, an Avengers movie with Iron Man and Black Widow and Thor yes. when that was first announced? Yes, I was. I mean, yeah, cuz it was directed it, by Joss Whedon. I was hyped course, as fuck. But aside from that, like those No, those uh, no, I was hyped as shit. Those characters mm, I those think you're no, I I have to I have to disagree with you. I was super hyped. Oh, of course, but that's your attachment to Joss Whedon. Like, as an average, I'm saying as an average cinema goer, those characters were just as obscure as whatever their start, Shang-Chi, whoever their, the Eternals. Who the fuck in the general consensus knows who the Eternals are? I barely know who the Eternals are. Like, but I if think you can take those characters and turn them into A-level characters, those could be the next Avengers. No, or but Guardians I think of the that's... Galaxy, you know? No, like, no, 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 no. But I think that that's, that's more... Obscure than Cap, Thor, oh one hundred one hundred percent Iron Man. Those are those are the a those are the a tier characters. But I'm saying if they can be that successful with it, there's no reason to think otherwise that they couldn't do it with other characters. You can know I what I mean? Can I pose this? There's question? There's precedent. I think there's precedent for that. Is what I'm trying to get at. How much of Captain Marvel's success was tailing off of Infinity War, which was the end credits calling for Captain Marvel, 
and also the anticipation of Endgame. I think there was. So close, I think so I think that was part of it. But I think at the same time, people were excited to see a female superhero. That's there's no reason a movie makes a billion dollars with with just because oh I'm excited for Infinity War. There's no reason. But also the tail off that they're, they're they're like in this middle and between zone, like starving for Endgame. Is that but also ex- can spinning ex- off of like and then we're yeah of course. Ant Man Ant Man was released right after Infinity War, and that movie made nowhere near what Captain Marvel made. Ant Man and the Wasp no, made but made a d- fraction of what didn't have the same context. Is it, would you argue that Ant Man and Captain Marvel were not seen as the same saving grace that that no. Captain Marvel was in the end credits of Infinity War? Not really, War? because Ant Man and the Wasp the same is what Ant- I would argue. No, totally. But Ant Man and the Wasp actually has way more pro- plot relevance to End Game than than uh, Captain Marvel okay, does, and for, twice okay, as many for, people for saw Captain Marvel than did Ant-Man and the Wasp. For a fan like you, plot relevance may make a difference, but for people who want what they can't have, which is calling for Captain Marvel, knowing, like, they want to know what they don't know, yeah, is that's that's the anticipation. Well, I think I'm there was about. something to be said for that, but I don't think that was all of it. Like, no, I don't think that's, no, like, the whole not, picture, you know what I mean? That helped, that contributed. Oh, 100% it contributed. This but it's not is a rabbit hole, and I'm yes. going to put a pin in it. Yes. Um, what do you guys think is uh, the next major villain? This is going to be the last thing we talk about. Silver Surfer. Kang the Conqueror. Oh, Kang the Conqueror and Silver Surfer. Okay. Do you know why? Because Kang fucks with time travel, and since they fucked with the time-space continuum, I think Kang is a perfect villain to bring in. I'm going to say... Galactus, which is tied to Silver Surfer, I guess. Yeah, right? but I don't. I know. It's I, think, I, I think know. I know. I know. It's not going to be Galactus, three. but I just kind of want it to be Galactus. I think the. To yeah. be honest with you, I think the only two ways to take the the next big bad of the MCU is either uh, Kang or Galactus. Which Galactus is probably, to be honest with you, as much as I don't like you said, don't want that to happen. I think he's probably the more uh, likely choice, just because he's he's more uh, he's more well known, and you also have the surfer si- uh, silver surfer thing, which could play into that by doing like a silver surfer series, and you know we've had those and discussions. tying in Fantastic Four exactly. And you know what's really in, sad though? All those characters, one hundred. What's really sad is Kevin Feige said that they have no plans for the X Men in the next five years. They own they uh, they own the X Men now, uh, and there's they, no plans. They, is that the next five, five years, years. Marvel Joel, Joel, time, Joel. like they did in like they did <laughs> in Endgame. Huh? That's 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 three. Uh, uh, that's five hours in the quantum realm, Joel. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Um, no, I think uh, so. The thing you have to take into account is they currently have no plans for the. No, no, but they've no, but they already have Phase Four planned out. It's not technically so called Phase Four, no. by the way. First of all, he said Kevin Feige says they have the next five years planned out. That plan was created before they got the X Men. So now that they have those characters, those plans are in flux. Yeah. And I think, to I be honest, know. I think that's part of the reason why they haven't announced anything because they knew that this was coming out and they don't want to um, set expectations with saying, like, oh, we have these things or this or this. And then, you know, saying, oh, things are changing now with the, M- you know, with the X Men characters and Silver Surfer and Galactus and, you know, uh, Fantastic Four and all that shit. So I think I think they're playing uh, they're playing a smart game here in terms of the future of the MCU, saying we have a plan, but there's also room for adjustment. I just want 
I want X Men. Just like uh, just like uh, Spider Spider Man Homecoming was never a part of the MCU. That was never part of the plan. They shuffled the schedule to fucking fit that in in 2017. So. I think there's something to be said for the adjustment. They of it. shuffled it into 2017, but they've ha- but they've known that they have the X Men, and they are still saying that it's not a part of the plan. Well, that's what they're saying. Marvel they Marvel never confirms anything until it's set in stone. Kevin Feige yeah. has said that himself. Did they shuffle in into the Spider Verse? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Black Widow has been. Uh, they've been rumoring Black Widow movie for years, and it's set to go in production this summer. And Marvel has still not confirmed a Black Widow movie. Yet we still know it's happening. Yet I so still I think have one outside my bedroom I think window. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's something to be said for, like, we have no idea what's coming in the next year or two for the MCU, you know, in terms of the future and stuff like We're that. We're going to find out at Comic-Con, aren't we? we? Uh, I think it's going to be Disney, um, uh, 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 what's it, D23? D23. D23. No, no, but I think they skipped Comic-Con last year, so I think they're going to come this year. The problem is, is D- Disney owns D23, and they can monopolize that. Oh, there's Comic-Con, too much Comic-Con. Tell me more about who owns conventions. I'm just saying there's too much competition at 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 uh, Comic Con for them to to na- it's it's a smart business move for them to do D twenty three as opposed to Comic Con. And Reed agrees. <laughs> Put a pinhole in that. <laughs> I think we've run the course on the subject. Oh, my friends. I think so too. Alrighty. There's a lot. Um, I mean, there's a lot still to unpack in this movie, but I mean, we're probably close to two and a uh, half hours. Reed. We still unpack a lot. Two forty. Reed, who's your favorite? Uh, who's your favorite character in uh, Avengers Endgame? Son of a gun, you had to hit me with that. I'm gonna have to say Captain Captain America and that fine ass yep. of his. All right, Taylor, who's your favorite character in Avengers Endgame? Um, I mean that's a really tough one. I think uh, in terms of favorite, I think uh, <laughs> I still really love Professor Hulk. I just think that's like just a really okay. I think it's just really on point in terms of Mark Ruffalo's like bringing out Mar- Mark Ruffalo's personality in the character. Um, I will say the most surprising for me is probably Nebula. Okay. Because Karen our good Gillen friend Karen Gillan. Yeah, just gives a really like interesting, detailed like double-sided performance in terms of the two. She played the yeah, both sides. Yeah. One hundred percent. So I think those two were were probably uh, the most uh, fav- uh, my favorite, and then also the most surprising performance in the movie the absolute yours, joel the absolute fanboy in me says spider-man yeah <laughs> even so though he was in only the in there for like five the seconds two minutes. <laughs> but the correct answer is captain america yeah i'm on i'm on yeah the read side i mean it, you, it, it captain really america fucking wielded milner Mm-hmm. single-handedly he's a human being yeah and he fucking first human being stood up to thanos and his army or at least was willing well, to stand up and he went toe-to-toe with fucking thanos yeah. like thor fought him right like and he's like i'm a fucking human let's go it's because yeah. cap has the will dude that's the thing and you he know has for the me will i didn't elaborate on boy. this when first asked me joel but it's it's his optimism you know through all that which is which is not easy through to all go the through heartbreak and all the yeah, yeah, all the bullshit like, you know that Cap's gone like through. For one guy to say I don't need love, that's pretty. That's yeah, pretty resilient of him. Well, his fucking shield is destroyed, and he still tightens the strap, and he's like, "I got half a shield left, dude. I could do this all day, again." Yeah, without, I know. Without without <laughs> saying it, yep. It's just the perfect symbolic moment. I think that's just such a yeah, that that moment of him tightening the shield, and and him. Ebon Mjolnir. Bay. 
flying back to him for the first time and just the look on his face and he's just like like he's got the clenched jaw and it's just like dude it's ah yep it's one of those cinematic moments mm. that I will never ever ever forget no one no ever one no one is no one is for gonna forget ever this. forever yeah, for fucking sandlot action dude okay nerds uh i'm not gonna say that the next time you're gonna see us is spider-man far from home but but it might be it might be <laughs> called it three hours I don't. Not I it. don't. I don't want it to be, <laughs> but it very well might be. And I'm also gonna say, just for the record, I'm pretty sure, 95 percent sure, Joel disagrees with me. I'm 95 percent sure, Spider-Man: Far From Home is a goddamn prequel. Oh, it's not this movie. It's Joel not. Joel tends to disagree. It's I not. have a theory. We're just gonna put this on the record, and we're gonna let the movie decide for us when we review it and we'll revisit this. Oh, this game. theory is so wrong. So far, I I'm, I'm not home. saying it's right, but I have an ink I have a feeling an inkling that I'm, I'm on not the right saying track. that there won't be flashbacks in the movie, but it's not that could very well be. But it's not predominantly set. That could very well prequel. be. It could be some flashbacks mixed with some stuff. But I just it there's something about this movie to me that stinks of being a prequel, and that's not it stinks in a bad way. It just feels it feels like y- a prequel. Y- you should elaborate because I'm unclear. A prequel to the other Spider-Man's a prequel uh, to... No, it's he's it's saying what before Endgame. Endgame. Before Endgame, yeah. It takes place before Endgame and Infinity War. Because those, you know, obviously... But I don't, well, but I don't think so. Thank you for clarifying. So we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll let the listeners decide. If you guys are listening... I mean, if you've been listening to, to, to for us to uh, two and a half hours, I applaud you, first of 245. all. 2.45. Yeah. And, uh, and get it, on it over here and, and we'll and jerk you off just for that we're fact. I mean... We got Reed, Reed, Reed will, said it. Reed will definitely jerk you off if you come to his apartment. I mean, uh, um, <laughs> since we're talking about on the record. And <laughs> <laughs> but let us know what you guys think. If you think uh, Spider-Man Homecoming is a prequel, let us know. If you think it's a, a, a post-quill, so to speak, post-endgame, let post us know quill? as well. Hey. Post-quill. Ooh. I did this. I did this last time. Uh, email me, reevesfilm at yeah. gmail.com, R-E-A-V-E-S. Film at yep. gmail.com. Yep. Shoot me an email about uh, is Spider-Man Far From Home a prequel or is it not? Inundate, inundate him. We would love emails. to know your guys' opinion. Yep. You can find me on the internet at I'm the LA Nerd on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I'm the LA Nerd, Joel Reeves. Mm, and you can find me at uh, Taylor Salen. That's at Taylor Salen on Twitter. You can also find me on SuperheroHype.com, writing some stuff. And you can also find me on AgeOfTheNerd.com, sometimes writing some stuff. When oh, I yeah, feel like y- it. you can find me on Age of the Nerd, too. Yes, you can. Probably. Well, you can find this podcast on Age of the Nerd. Exactly. And this is Reed Salen, and you cannot find me you can anywhere. Find, you, can, you can find oh, okay. him if you Google Reed Salen. Uh, and if you're that weird, then you probably don't like. Uh, he probably won't want to talk. Okay, to you, so. okay. Easter egg. You can check out Explorist Ooh. on YouTube channel. Hey, there you go. Give we might. Go. We, we may. We, we may or may not be doing some important things on that channel. So it is we'll the month of May. Out. So maybe this has been a perhaps um, the longest episode of, of pop-up a very monumental time perhaps in all best. of our lives and i want to thank each and every one of you yep. for being here to listen absolutely for two hours and 45 minutes this is important to us 
It's important to you because you've been listening. Sitting through our bullshit for two and a half hours. <laughs> Joel wants to yep. thank you with his hand, so he's <laughs> <laughs> already there. And I just there wanna, I just wanna give, um, I just think we should all look forward to the next four phases. One hundred percent. And to be honest, I don't think there's gonna be any more phases. It's just gonna be sagas from now. So like okay. this, the 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 first three phases are Kevin Feige. He calls it the Infinity Saga now. Right. So, so it's just a saga. It's a story. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like I appreciate that. Well, I'm d- I'm down to get rid of the phases, but into the future of the MCU nonetheless. Right. We will see you in the future, nerds. Fucking a. Later. Peace. Peace.